What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bats Cave Podcast. This is a pop culture podcast where we talk about and discuss everything in the world of movies, comics, video games, TV shows, all that great stuff. I am your host, Alex Bats, and this week, this episode of a very special one in store. It's not like recent ones or my normal recordings. I sit down with one of my great friends, Evan McGuire, and we just talk about a bunch of stuff. I wanted this to be a very casual conversation, a bit of a lengthier one. I do some pretty cool uh, editing stuff in different parts that I'm kind of proud of and excited for you to hear to listen to. So yeah, uh, I guess that's most of the, the general house cleaning stuff at the beginning out of the way. But with this intro recorded, I'll go ahead and let the, the conversation play out. So enjoy the episode. So how have you been? How was your day, bro? Oh, man. Um, it was good for the most part. So oh, actually, like, ha- I anticipated getting a bunch of drawings done. Um, last night, I was like sketching out it was like five or six drawings um, that I had to catch up on for Arttober. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like going to try to do like, I, I did one last night while we were all chilling. And then I was like, I'll just do like the other five tomorrow or whatever. And then my buddy hits me up this morning and he's like, dude, can you come to my apartment? Cause I got into a car accident last night oh, shit. and totally out of nowhere. Somebody just like swerved into his lane as he was coming home from work, like just swerved and like hit him head on. Bro, um, I literally, not to interrupt, but me and no, Max no, 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 would, like, cool. talk about it all the time. I would be so, so angry if I'm just, you know, driving, like, minding my own business, and someone just comes over and, like, swerves into it and, like, hits me or, like, causes something, like, didn't do anything Dude. to, like, deserve that. Like, oh. Seriously, and, like, it's just bonkers because we talk about it all the time. Like, it's crazy that ju- there's just, like, painted lines on the road that separate people driving like (laughs) towards us and it's just like we just have to trust that people are gonna follow those rules and then he he was (laughs) like dude like like of all the ways because we talk about it like fairly frequently so he was like of all the ways like to get into a car accident of course like i'm not doing anything wrong and somebody just fucking comes and and smashes drives um, into you yeah no dude it's crazy and then i went to um because he like (laughs) He had to text me through Facebook, through his TV, because his phone was, like, in the car at the junk lot, dude. So we had to go and, like, oh, yeah, man. It was, um, like, thank God he was able to do that. But, yeah, so we went and um, got all of his stuff out of his car, and it was fucked, dude. Like, the entire front end, like, the windshield was smashed. Like, the entire front end was just, like, caved. So, yeah, that, like... That would suck so bad. No, no, yeah. So, um, we chilled for a bit, and uh, I was just, you know, making sure he was good and whatever, and um, we were chilling, and I was like, do you want to watch Ad Astra? (laughs) So, I I was able to do that, um, at least, which was good. Like, that movie, dude, was... Oh. I'm so glad you got to see it actually like I on that meeting or doing that meeting whenever you sent the message that you had like seen on Astra and so like I saw that afterwards and I got like so hyped that you yeah. watched that I was like oh hell yeah okay oh, yeah man I love that movie one and then yeah I have a, I have a pitch a comic pitch I know for- I know and I'm I'm itching to hear it dude like especially after watching that just like I don't know I obviously know that you told me to watch that for a reason before um, yeah. hearing the pitch but also like i was happy that you convinced me to watch it and obviously it wasn't really like any convincing you were just like hey watch this and i was like okay <laughs> um, <laughs> hey you should but, do this yeah it's hard for me sometimes to like step out of my like i don't know wheelhouse or comfort zone in terms of like the media that i take in um so like trying to like because my art the stuff that i do a lot of it now is like spacey and like kind of like eerie like whatever like i don't know it's 
that's just the stuff that I that I naturally like want to draw. So I, I mentioned to you a while back that I was trying to just absorb more sci-fi content. And um, this wasn't like the, like the movie wasn't it obviously was a sci-fi movie, but it was such a heartfelt, like emotional ride throughout that was just like funneled through the lens of a sci-fi epic. I do what I do because of my dad. He gave his life for the pursuit of knowledge. Because up there is where our story is going to be told. It's so good because, like, it's a sci-fi movie, and it takes place, you know, in the future. It's like the near future quote, but yeah. like, it's also very much grounded in like sort of how things are now except space travel is just more accessible it's like the main thing and but like, like this, commercialized yeah which is so cool i've been uh watching the like director's commentary for it yeah and he talks about the fact that like they're like okay well what would the moon look like and he's like well what does the earth look like now and like what does the um like non-developed what are the non-developed parts of earth look like now and like what are they gonna look like whenever we like develop them and he's like yeah probably what the moon's gonna look like and so it's like you get you know a mcdonald's on the moon and like a dhl and like everything and like it just (laughs) looks like more of the same shit that we have here which like sucks because like you also think about like space travel and like the exploration of like space and what that like means for us is like like civilization like a species and like that's so like crazy but then we're just like putting more of this like like oh yeah you can like fly to the moon but you still have to like pay for like your drink and like pillow like on the way to the moon and it's Dude, also like 150 dollars 25 yeah, yeah 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 whatever it is like it's so expensive for just like a little oh. thing i'm like bro that's just ridiculous like it sucks and the stuff like that was just like like that was like a throwaway line but um, yeah it's just like i was like there. i was like just like a crazy thing like like the world building was so nuanced and it was just like it felt everything felt so familiar up until um like things started getting hairy when he was leaving the moon yeah but yeah dude like like he's he's uh docking in the moon and there's um a couple of like eateries there's a fucking applebee's neon sign like at the yeah. the landing dock or whatever i'm like that is just crazy and then like you know his his narration um over a couple of parts like in that scene or around that scene he's like we are world eaters um and like with specifically what was on the moon he's like you know it's just another i don't know he says something to the effect of like like we built this to escape earth but it it essentially like we're just mimicking what we already have there all the hopes we ever had for space travel covered up by drink stands and t-shirt vendors just a recreation of what we're running from on earth we are world eaters yeah, and it's it's really crazy because um, director also talked about like how important that narration was for like showing like his journey throughout the film and like at the state of him like psychologically because like one thing the movie like very much explored is like what traveling through space and like deep space would like do to you like psychologically and the fact that like literally because all the astronauts that have like you can go above the Earth a certain height and people will still be like okay it's they'll still have a pretty good like grasp on you know whatever in their sense of self but like all the astronauts that like went to the moon and stuff and like saw the earth like from the moon like another like celestial body like they eventually have some like 
it's very hard to like cope with and like deal with and it just like does something to you like psychologically the way that you like see the planet and stuff and like i can't imagine like that and then also like going into like deep space travel like it just you have to completely fundamentally change the way that like you act because like one it, there's yeah. like zero gravity right like can you imagine just like living in like zero gravity for like a day like just how different absolutely not <laughs> everything would have to be and then so like not only that but like you're you're not worried about the normal things that you are like day to day like oh i wonder if my like like oh what am i, what am I gonna wear like you, you already know exactly what you're gonna wear it's your like spacesuit so that you don't like die and then also yeah. you're not like <laughs> worried about like your car or like anything else like that like it's just the things that you need to survive this trip because like this is not where we're made to like survive in you know and yeah. like what that would do to you psychologically if you're out there for like a long period of time is like so crazy like and i like that the movie explored that to a very like good extent yeah for sure i like that um it wasn't like you know an overtly like quote-unquote trippy sci-fi movie but there yeah. was one scene um that was repeated a couple of times up until like the part of the movie where it actually happened uh i think it was the scene where there's like a bunch of different lights uh reflecting off of his helmet as he's kind of like it looks like he's hurtling through something and i'm pretty sure it's like where he's using that piece that sheet of metal to at like to get through the asteroid belt off of neptune like back to his um shuttle yeah and um like so like that was really interesting and like that scene uh like before he got to neptune where he's like you know this like being out here like does something to you and, and it's starting to affect me and the air around him in the sh in the cabin was like it started like flickering a little bit and then he kind of like started you know like talking to himself a little bit and it was like i feel like that was the most focused on the psychological aspect of it aside from like the um the, the psych evals and like the narration like i'm calm steady i slept well 8.2 hours no bad dreams i am ready to go ready to do my job to the best of my abilities I am focused only on the essential to the exclusion of all else. I will make only pragmatic decisions. I will not allow myself to be distracted. I will not allow my mind to linger on that which is unimportant. I will not rely on anyone or anything. I will not be vulnerable to mistakes. Resting BPM 47. Submit. To me, one of the only scenes that put it at the forefront and was like that was really all the the all, the only spotlight that it needed because yeah. everything else um, in the context of the rest of the plot, you know, like you're you're kind of enduring that psychological descent with him. Yeah. Um, at least like, you know, that's like that's how I watched it, because it was just the way that they shot it and the way that some of the um, the perspectives were in in like the movie from scene to scene it was just like they really put the viewer into it and it was just it was such a it was such a thrill ride by the end i would like i felt like i was holding my breath the whole time and yeah, then i was dude. just like able to fucking let go but yeah dude that that movie fucking rocked <laughs> oh it's so good i love whenever you mentioned too the the part where he's kind of like where it's very much focusing on his psycholog like him psychologically before he like gets to neptune and stuff and like it they also like compared it to how and so, like we consider solitary confinement now one of the like 
worse forms of punishment than we can give people because like if you're just alone by yourself for like an extended period of time it just does something to your mind like you just straight up like start like hallucinating and like talking to yourself and like losing it and they were like that's that experience like solitary confinement is the closest thing that they could like think of to like what that would be like to make that journey from mars i think is where he like starts to like go to neptune like yeah yeah doing that by yourself like what that would do to your mind like i just can't even imagine it. and like it's very cool that they chose to address it and like looked at it in that way and i think that it very much works and i agree with what you said in the fact that like that's the only scene that where that has to be a direct spotlight because everything else in the movie kind of supports that as well like with yeah. the psych evaluations like you were talking about and like um just the narration and things like that and, and the, the movie also like focusing on the fact that how he is in the beginning like being able to completely be detached from his emotions to focus on specifically the task at hand you know because like that's how he is at the very beginning he's like i am yeah i will not let any like there's nothing that will stop me from like you know doing this like it's obviously not exactly <laughs> how whatever he says like, no goes, yeah, but, yeah know, no but that's, that's that that's like the gist of it just and like how that is what they're looking for for like an astronaut to like be able to do these things and then the movie like goes and shows just how like what that does to a person and how that can affect a person and then like yeah this journey that he goes on to and then um no it's crazy because i really really love this movie i've seen it like kind of one and a half times now because like i saw it in theaters and then i've yeah. been watching the director's cut or the director's commentary which i haven't finished yet but whenever i saw it in theaters um one i'm like a huge sucker for anything that's father and son related in movies yes now especially and um so like watching it, it automatically was like getting to me like there and of course, straight of course whenever it gets to the scene where yeah like when it gets to the scene when he's on mars and they're like having him you know send these messages out to his father yeah uh, and like trying to get him to like respond and at first you know he's like reading from the script uh and like he's doing that and then he like the second time they have him go into like to that and he's going and he's reading off and he just like doesn't read the script thing that they have for them you know he yeah. just starts like talking to his father like, whenever i was like watching that in the theater the first time like i wasn't even like when the scene was like starting or whatever like i wasn't even like close to being like super super emotional you know like i'm invested in the movie <laughs> at this point you know yeah, of, of and, like, course. And, like, yeah, I yeah. Care. but like i'm not like tearing up already or anything yeah and, like i'm going and like i'm sitting there and i'm watching it and like the second that he started just like actually talking to his father just like reading to him just like literally just burst into tears like oh. just started like crying and like it just like got me and i was like oh shit and uh yeah no it just hit me very hard like then and like that scene is too good yeah and it, it was just so um he he just plays that role so well of just like a man who is so desperately trying to shove all of this emotion down inside him and he like in one of his psyche valves he even says that he's like it was his psyche eval after the like entanglement with um like the the i forget what kind of like uh monkey it was or whatever but like oh yeah the, like that the primate like, huge or fucking whatever. prime yeah 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 like seeing that and then like the cut to that psyche eval and he's like not it's like almost like that was the point where i noticed that he was kind of using the psyche val as a therapist as like kind of like an outlet because he was like i know that rage i know like i've seen that in myself and i've seen it in my father and um 
even the way that the psyche valve, like the AI responds to him, it's like, I can't, like, I don't understand that. Like, please answer the questions. And he's just like letting this out seemingly for the first time. We answered a mayday call and uh, ended in tragedy. We lost the captain. Well, that's it. I mean, we, we go to work, we do our jobs, and then it's over. We're here and then we're gone. Please describe how the incident itself affected you. The attack. It's full of rage. I understand that rage. I've seen that rage in my father. I've seen that rage in me. Because I'm angry that he took off. And he left us. No, but when I, when I look at that anger and I, if I push it aside and just put it away, all I, all I see is hurt. I just, I just see pain. I think it keeps me walled off, walled off from relationships and opening myself up and, you know, really caring for someone. And I don't know how to get past that. I don't know how to get around that. And it worries me. And I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be my dad. Your psychological evaluation has been approved. If you wish to obtain a complete... He doesn't have anybody to let this out to. His wife has left him and he's doing this because he feels compelled to do it. And like, as you go through and like, as we find out more about his father and like the shit that he got into, his dad is like, you know, I will stop at nothing to find intelligent life somewhere. And his whole mission is like, I will stop at nothing to like, be the best, like do this because I feel like I need to do this because my father left and like, this is all I've got essentially. Like now that yeah. like he's gone and my, and my wife has now left, like this job has required me to like compartmentalize my emotions. And like this now is like all I have. And like him just like kind of unraveling that throughout and like, you know, coming to the head at the end and just like, the sound design in the movie also just is incredible. Um, I didn't see it in the theater, but like uh, my buddy has an incredible like not surround sound, but like he has a sound bar and a subwoofer and stuff. So like all of that really hit and um, all of the intensity when they are climbing out of the Lima project uh, yeah. station or whatever. And like the, the intensity leading up to like his dad letting go and like pulling him back and like that whole, Oh my gosh, dude. Like I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps just like thinking about it again. But yeah, that I got a little bit emotional towards the end. Um, 
you know, because I, you know, I to 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 a lesser extent, I have um, shared like similar similar interactions like with my father. Um, obviously, not <laughs> in space, but um, <laughs> I've also tangled with my father around Neptune, so I know exactly. <laughs> so what I know he's a thing through. or two. <laughs> so I know what he's going through right here. Um, but yeah, dude, like just having to, to you know he he traveled all that way to to get that closure and in a sense he got it but just you know kind of at at what cost kind of deal and then um i guess i guess i guess to the end of of him realizing that there's more to life than that line of work than just following one set of path and getting tunnel vision because he you know he, he he's wrapping up the movie by saying my there was all of this beautiful like land and like these beautiful planets that so many people will never see um and yeah. he missed over all of that because he was looking for something that wasn't there and that's like that was his journey too throughout the movie and going back to to earth and like you know he it's uh that narration is like kind of intercut with him go uh at a bar and he's waiting and he he looks over and it pans over and you know his wife is there and he's called her and um just leaving it there i i really the movie came full circle and it was um much much more emotional for me um and like like the 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 sci-fi stuff kind of took a back seat but not not in a bad way it was like very well balanced and um some of my favorite stuff was like like there wasn't too much action but like in um on the moon when like they're about to like get like overrun by the pirates and it's just like so casual that they have laser guns oh dude but like they have laser guns (laughs) yeah it was like that was so cool also the fact i love how there's because you know when you think about it there's going to be like resources on the moon you know right and it's also like and if traveling to the moon is relatively like easy you know they're doing it commercially like yeah countries are gonna want to get resources on the moon but like how do you divide the land up on the moon and obviously there are going to be some like no man's lands and so like obviously there are going to be some pirates that are like trying to get some shit and so like yeah that's just how that like happens and like that whole sequence is crazy and it's like it so was cool. so good <laughs> And it's also they like used actual like footage from the moon to map out the set that they were like driving on. So like that's how oh, the wow. moon actually looks like what they're driving on because they you know matched it up to what you know the pictures and footage that we've taken of the moon. So like incredible, dude. That was that was so cool. When they um I forget if they initially got attacked before they went into the dark of the moon like the dark side of the moon but like whenever yeah, they, they got like, attacked th- like at first and then it like spun yeah and they like, kept going and then they ended up they spun out and that's spun and out, that's yeah. what it was because i um i just remember feeling like that like what the fuck would i do in that situation first of all i would never even pass like the first <laughs> psych eval on earth to become an astronaut like <laughs> i would be oh, shitting yeah, my, no shit my pants like during training um but if i were out there like just and like the silence of it all like while they're spinning in zero gravity like into that crater or whatever and then yeah. just like sliding into the dark side of the moon like i was like i was just on the edge of my seat dude and i really oh man yeah just like uh that that really got me going and that was like even though i was at home that was such a great movie experience and i feel like you know being a creator and um just like delving into as much research and stuff about like you know two-dimensional art as i do um i gain an appreciation for like what goes into like like making movies like that you know there's like the narrative the sound design the script the um 
uh, all of the like the, the computer effects and everything, you know, it's just like so much of that goes into it. And this was such a beautifully crafted movie. Like all of the lighting was like super intentional and like uh, really like just helped carry the story in a lot of scenes and or like the lack of light, you know, when they get into the dark side of the moon and then coupled with like, you know, basically not being able to hear anything Um just like they really immerse you in it. And I just appreciated it. I, I'm glad that like I'm, I'm more capable to look and pick apart these things in a movie. Like just because like of, you know, I mean, I've been out of school for two years, um, almost two years. So like, I don't know, whatever. But like just kind of like honing in those skills of observing and stuff. It's just like I, I feel like I enjoy movies on such a different level now. Oh, yeah. I totally know what you mean, like, from in that respect. It's very nice, like, just knowing, uh, like, how much goes into pretty much every aspect of all of it is just pretty crazy. And, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the cinematography done by Hoytvin Hoytema. Right. That's how his name is said. I okay. Know, I know that only because of the fucking director, like, saying it. But he <laughs> is the same cinematographer who worked with Christopher Nolan on Interstellar. So... Well, the, I mean, there you go. <laughs> yeah, this is not the first time he's worked like in space. Uh, one, yeah. I I love the opening shot, which pans across the sun, so you get the entire like visible color spectrum, like yeah. going through the lens. It, yeah, like, pans dude, in, that was... and like also in one of the shots, they put like Brad Pitt's face, like in the astronaut helmet. You know, is like also yeah. in there before it like yeah. pans to Earth. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, no, the movie does so many things just incredibly well. You were talking about like his emotional journey. And it's just crazy because, like, the whole movie, you know, like you were saying, he compartmentalizes his emotions and, and like, is very much in the path of the, like, it's a very toxic, like, masculinity thing to, like, just be like, no, like, the emotions don't matter. Like, I just have to do, like, whatever thing, you know? And then yeah, also is yeah. constantly, like, seeking closure with his father or with his father, but also, like, approval from and, like, is willing to go to the edges of space you know to like get it and yeah. to, like, reconnect with him <laughs> and yeah. then at the end the closure that like he needs is to let go and like come home and accept that there's more that he can get out of like life by you know not closing himself off completely and by like accept like the journey like outwards to through space like helped him realize what he needed to do like with himself and for himself to like live better and like it's such a hopeful ending even after like how crazy it is and how yeah extreme the journey gets and then it also too is one of the like few space movies and like sci-fi movies because most of the time whenever you like do or think about a sci-fi or space movie you know you think about like aliens or like at the very least like robots or something else you know besides like yeah, people otherworldly like, yeah exactly and like one of the things that they wanted to do was like there's a quote that's like there are two options like either we are alone in the universe or we are not and like both are equally terrifying yeah and so like most things you know take the like we are not alone in the universe here's this alien thing that you know yeah you want whatever to interact with and they're like we wanted to make a movie that deals with you know like what if we are alone like what if we are the only thing like his father's gonna spend his entire like existence like searching for something and like it's just not there and, yeah and like it, the movie is about like that and like what do we do with that like knowledge and how do we how does that change like how we act and what we see like of the earth and the universe and like our place in it and what we have to do in like life and it's just so interesting and very like crazy to think about it's very no it is it really is dude and that's like 
I don't know. I feel kind of like really um, relevant right now, like with COVID and everything. Like I know that we talk sometimes just about how frequently we think about time and like just, you know, being out of our youth now. Like, I mean, we're still like relatively young, like in, in you know, compared to a lot of people, you know, like, we, you know, but, but, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not I'm not an old man, but we're getting to this point where like, you know, we're seeing life beyond the veil of, oh, well, like I'm going to be an adult and like do all these things and like I'm going to get my own place and like have a job. And like now we're in that stuff. And I just feel like it's especially with the pandemic put us into like these these more solidified routines. And um, for me anyway, just like thinking about time in that way and like, you know, how quickly it seems to run out, but only if you like are thinking about it in that way, you know, like just like the constant cycle of it. Um, and I feel like that, that makes me try to like take stock in like more of like, just what is happening right now, you know, like just trying to fucking just trying to live, you know, like not getting hung up about shit with my job. And like, that's made me, I don't know, like try to be more, um, creatively open. Uh, because I just like for so long, I get so stuck in my head, like, are people going to like these drawings? Like, what do people expect from me? Um, am I going to get this fucking comic done <laughs> like in, a, <laughs> yeah. in a relative time? I'm like, nobody cares. Like, if, if I never made a, an, another comic book in my life, nobody would say shit to hey, me. Man, nobody would I care. I would care a little I bit. I mean, <laughs> okay. I don't want to read outside, out, outside, outside of you and maybe, like, a couple of other people, like, on a, on a grander scale, like, yeah. it wouldn't matter. And I'm putting, like, I'm putting the pressure on myself or was putting the pressure on myself like that was the case. And, like, yeah. a lot of time, like, that's what would stunt me from progressing with my work because it's, like it feels so overwhelming when if you just like step step back and look like like this is just for me like I'm, i got into this because i fucking love it and enjoy doing it yeah yeah and like just so much I, I i've seen this in myself and like from other people who have shared similar experiences with me um the level of like love and attention paid to the work that is just done for pleasure is so much better than stuff that you feel inclined or like feel pressured to put out when largely that pressure probably doesn't exist in the first place. Um, I was doing a lot of like comic fan art for the longest time because I just felt like, Oh, I'm super into comics. I'm super into, you know, superheroes and, and cape stuff and whatever. So I feel like that's what people expect me to, because I'm, I'm this comic book guy and like, that's like i'm also an artist so like those two things have to be mutually exclusive when they don't and now i like i make a bunch of like dumb drawings i make a bunch of like funny drawings or like we just like weird stuff you know and like i'm i'm uh trying to make some more headway with uh with from beyond that um that comic and at least continue that a little bit more um but yeah I, I like just being able to explore different stuff because right now like you know i don't have to worry about getting stuff out in a timely manner i just have to worry about like what is cool to me right now <laughs> yeah no and that's really like how it should be and like the it's the most healthy approach to like take to it also and like i mean you were talking about like with time and stuff and feeling like oh, i need to like do this or do that or like you know like whatever i'm feeling that pressure about stuff and like yeah just having to enjoy like what you're doing and like i feel that way whenever i'm doing uh like even non 
directly creative stuff like if i'm like watching something or like reading something or just like yeah whatever like i have to like and i've gotten a lot better about it but i have to just be like no like i'm having a good time like right now and like that is what matters and that is okay like and i should be like enjoying that like and i feel like that's so important to do and like to be able to be like yeah no this is good and i've gotten a lot better about that which is nice yeah Um, because it all bleeds in like whatever you're doing like you said it's not even just creative stuff it's like just taking that mindset into your like every day what like every small thing that you're doing just like finding enjoyment in that stuff you know yeah yeah no it's it's very important and like i mean you started talking about it a little bit but one of the things that i knew that i wanted to talk talk about going into this was like the creative process processes i thought that might have helped the segue yeah no it did it was good it was good i knew (laughs) that i knew that you were kind of like oh this is this is good i'm doing this Uh, (laughs) yeah no i wanted to talk about how each of us go through and kind of do it because i know that you obviously draw yeah we're just talking about it and like i write stuff primarily i've painted two like two things digitally but like um, dude and that like i can't even lie that like i think i only saw i might have seen both of them but i know i remember i distinctly one of them like just like it looked like concept art dude like it looked like i looked at it and i was like oh this could be used for like a TV show or like just like preliminary, like whatever's for like a, you know, uh, an environment for a game or a show or whatever, a movie that looked like it was sick, man. I would, I would love to see you like keep going with that. No, I mean, thank you. That means a lot, honestly. I yeah. very, and that, that's like the exact vibe that I was going for with that too. Cause I, I love concept art a lot. I've always yeah. really been a huge fan of it. I would love flipping through like concept art books. I actually literally, yesterday uh impulse bought the art of the last of us part two that'll be here tomorrow, oh nice oh, vi- so, oh so cool very excited about that but yeah no I, I love concept art and that was like what i was going for i have this drawing tablet that i got like almost two years ago at this point that like it was pretty cheap it was like 60 bucks or something but it's a very solid oh, like yeah. drawing tablet and so i did that i would love to continue doing that it's just a matter of like time and you know like doing it and um I'm admittedly like bad at like procrastinating with stuff, and then I'm also pretty preaching um, to the choir, my friend. Um, there, there's there there was a post that I saw a couple of days ago that it was this meme, and it was like, "Am I immediately like fantastic at it the first time I try?" And it was like, "No, like then I'm not interested." Like, <laughs> like that's literally like how, just how I am with stuff. I'm like, "Oh, I'm not automatically the best person that has ever done this." Like, no thanks, not for me. Um, yeah, dude. No, I feel that 100. <laughs> percent so that's, that's, that's like one of the shit. other reasons that i haven't like got it because like i'll be doing something i'm like this doesn't fucking look how it's supposed to do in my head like what is this shit and yeah so, man yep oh dude really quick like i'm so sorry that would just reminded me so like um there was this one time when i was a kid and i played like a lot of sonic games like sonic the hedgehog or whatever and um I was doing this like one draw. I was trying to draw Shadow the Hedgehog and it was not coming out good. And I like I was just fucking pissed, dude. And then like my mom just like out of nowhere comes like comes up and like drew the same picture like next to mine. And like at the time, I remember hers looking better than mine. And I was so fucking mad at her. I was like, why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Just why did you do that to me? I can't draw this. Why would you do that? That just reminded me because I was like not not the best at it the first time. And then so I was just mad about it no yeah and like it's just i mean i know like the rational part of my brain is like alex it takes practice to get good at things if you just sit down and like practice it you will get better at it yeah 
Like, I know that, but also, I just want to be really good at it right now. Like, I want it now. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I do want to. That is like an eventual goal. Like, if I could eventually, skipping ahead in what I was going to talk about, like, become self-employed, then yeah, yeah. that's something that I would have more time to be able to, you know, try to learn and, like, pursue. I would also really love, this is a complete side thing, I would love to be able to play the piano. Like, I think that would be very, oh, very man. cool. I, I love the piano a it- lot. And so, it is a lot of fun. I um I took a couple classes while I was in school because I was a music uh music uh music minor <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> music minor and uh yeah I took two two piano classes and I have a keyboard that I don't really mess around with anymore but um it's like really fun it's so because I I uh, my primary instrument is the guitar which like they say that if you know one of them it's like pretty easy to swap between them just because the way that like the chords work and everything like they're they're pretty similar it's just like they're set up a different uh, a little bit differently okay um but yeah dude if you like I, I only knew like a couple songs like i couldn't riff or anything myself like i had to like you know practice um practice songs and like for a little while to, before i got good at them but once like you've kind of caught the flow like it is just like really nice to fall into and and play with but if i i'm sure if i if i went back to it now i would have the fucking hardest time i could probably do like a couple scales but yeah no i've literally there's been multiple occasions where like i've thought about getting like ordering a keyboard and like i have technically space in my like study that i could like i'm like i could put it like right here like if i wanted to i've thought about doing it but um, (laughs) that would be so rad oh i would love to man i'm literally i'm thinking about it now but no yeah it'd be cool Maybe I will someday. I mean, I will eventually. But yeah, no. Oh, the, yeah. But so aside from those things that I like, you know, would want to be really good at. The main thing creatively that I do is like I write stuff. I've been writing like articles for uh, comic book debate now for like almost three years, which is pretty crazy. And then shout out three years. Wow, that's yeah. Wow. Right. Man. Well, you said you said like two years that you said it's like been two years that you had the, the tablet. And I was like, that felt I feel like you told me about that like yesterday. Like, right? no, no joke. So like three years. Wow. That's that's awesome. Because we've obviously um, well, we we, we crossed paths um, because like we were writing for the same website that um, unfortunately didn't. <laughs> Uh, was was not as successful as comic Don't know Debate is, which but, um, uh, name we were under the first i guess comic <laughs> drops probably maybe yeah uh yeah i think that was it uh, it's been a long time it's crazy because we actually um me and sean because we were all in discord last night me and you yeah. sean and josh at one point and then you like hopped off and literally me or actually were you on whenever josh like joined or were you already gone Oh, no, I was already gone. Okay, yeah, so, like, Josh joined later on, because, like, me and Sean were still playing games, and then, like, yeah. we ended up literally staying up until, like, I don't know, like, it was, like, 4.30 in the morning, like, my time by the time that, <laughs> Damn, like, we dude. hopped off, because, like, at one point, we literally were, like, talking about the different sites and, like, going through, like, old group chats and, like, talking about stuff and, like, Damn, how, I should have stayed up. And, like, fuck, how it was crazy, because we were, t- like putting years with different like events and stuff and like just the fact that we've known each other for so long like yeah literally like 2015 2016 like it's just been so long which is just wild to think about dude seriously i remember the earliest things that i remember um was the civil war trailer dropping with spider-man for the first time like i remember i was in an art class and like i went outside like i was walking outside to like spray some like uh 
like, I don't know, like, like adhesive, whatever on my piece. And, um, the trailer dropped and I watched it and like the, the group chat was just like fucking blowing up. But it was crazy to think that that was like almost five years ago. Yeah, no. And it's wild. And we too. like had known each other longer than that. That was just like, yeah. And earlier it's, on. it's wild. Cause I remember, cause I met Josh like so long ago at this point. I, I literally knew him whenever I was like a junior, I think in like high school. Oh like, wow! Right, because like, I, I, cause, like <laughs> there was the superhero feed page, which if you're still listening at this point, also on the podcast one, thank you. And then if you know superhero <laughs> feed, like shout out because that's a throwback. But like, because Josh, that was, was like part- one of the earliest pages that I followed on Instagram when I started getting into like this realm of like content. Yeah, which is crazy. And so like Josh was a part of that, and then I ran the like X Men feed Twitter account at one point. And like I remember, oh, wow. I was doing that like the summer between my junior and uh, senior year. And so like I've known him that long. And then that transition into like yeah, like writing articles. I wrote articles for like this other site that I did with Ander, who I've also known for obviously like that long now. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. And like we did a podcast together. And then yeah, just the amount of different websites that like me you and like josh and sean and hamed and so many other people like have been a part of over the years like writing articles and stuff is crazy and we were talking about just how many other people were involved at different times and like what it was like yeah i i was thinking about it the other day and i think it's so crazy because i can't really remember like what i thought of everyone like at the time you know I can yeah only, I, I can only think about like how i view you now you know like yeah. i don't remember what like me like three years ago like <laughs> thinks of like evan three years ago you know and that's yeah really no weird to definitely think about. like yeah dude but, that, oh it's just it's such a trip like yeah because your perspectives change your views change and like relationships change and yeah it's just like how how is it like that i didn't know you on this level at some point before <laughs> you know yeah it's crazy and also we've just been through so much like you know individually like in life and then it's just yeah. wild. john I, it was crazy whenever john was saying it too like the uh the other day or a week ago or whatever whenever he was like yeah like so much has happened but like this chat you know the group chat that we have has like stayed the same you know mostly for like so long at this point yeah which is crazy it's been so consistent and it's like because like you know it was so easy for some people to just like come and go and by like just whatever happenstance like none of us ever left there was that there was that stint though when uh sean wasn't around for a little while yeah um but then like he came back and like we were all just like so hype and there were some people who were like what's the big deal and we were like yeah no, you, like, don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it and then yeah dude just like the yeah just like the core of us that that never left it was um it's just yeah it's crazy to think about like how how long ago like that started and like how many things had to happen for us to like yeah, just be recording this right now like yeah, that's just yeah that's crazy. So crazy i it, it blows my mind every time i start thinking about like some of the people that i'm friends with on twitter that i've known for you know like however long it's just wild yeah. to think about but yeah no that like so obviously like wrote for all those things and then yeah like it's been almost three years now since i started writing for like comic book debate which is pretty cool like because yeah, it no, was that's awesome man because their site just turned three at like the beginning of october and like i started okay. write, i started writing for them like six months after it like started okay. it, was in, like, it was in like the spring of i guess 2018 that'd be three years ago so yeah yeah it's been wild we're doing a lot of cool stuff like now we're doing talking about stuff but anyways yeah so like yeah, yeah. i 
I write articles for like that site, and then I also write articles for uh, Comics Bookcase right now, which is right. Yeah, yeah, really cool. I I used to uh, do a bunch of reviews for them, like I did uh, Batman and Detective Comics reviews like every week at one and point. You, you were getting early releases or like early copies of those books to review right yeah or like digital copies yeah so like that was yeah. cool to be able to do <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome and then um like doing that and then I, I now for them the main thing that i do is um i have a like the wicked and the divine uh reread project yeah yeah that i that i do which is really cool i haven't written one of those articles in a few weeks right now but i'm it's resuming this upcoming week this podcast episode might be out before and or after that goes out i don't know yet but uh, <laughs> it depends um yeah but that I, i'm very proud of that project actually i'm like 18 issues in i believe so i literally go through and i read an issue of the wicked and the divine and then write an article like about that issue um, how long is that whole run it's so there's 45 numbered issues and then four um like one shots five okay. if you include the like christmas special one so sweet it's like 49 issues i believe um sweet so yeah i'm like 18 issues in which is crazy it's been cool seeing the like list because there's a like landing page on the website like for the reread and so it's been cool seeing like the links you know grow as like i do another one each week yeah man every other week but so that's been fun but yeah so like the that i guess that's like the main thing that i've been writing is like articles and stuff and um so like i do that and then i do pro stuff like occasionally and yeah, so I know like how I write stuff. I feel like I've been talking for a while at this point, so I'm gonna ask. No, you, that's like... all right, man. I, I <laughs> I'm very I'm very interested because I know that like, you know, I've uh, written articles before, and like it's just interesting because that's obviously a much different way of writing from this other stuff that you do. And I like we've talked and stuff obviously back and forth, but I have never gotten much insight into like you specifically like what goes into writing that other sorts of stuff so no i'm I'm just very engaged that that makes me feel better actually but yeah so like whenever i go to like write an article it depends on what type of article i'm doing because i've at this point written a bunch of different stuff like like i said i've done the reviews for uh both sites at this point and so i've reviewed episodes and i've reviewed comic books and like whenever i'm doing reviews that's those are pretty like straightforward i will you know read the issue like obviously i'll normally read it once and then I'll like reread it to like yeah. look for more stuff and just like thinking about it, think about it more. And right, then right. if I'm doing like a spoiler free one, those are probably the most simple because you just keep it really like basic, you know, pretty like you don't want to get too much into details about anything. You just like, yeah, like boiler talk stuff. Yeah. Like talk overall, like how the issue like handled things, what you thought about it, you know, yada, yada. Um, if I'm going like more in depth with the spoilers, then obviously I'll talk about like those points and expand. I always want to at least have a paragraph or two specifically about the art. It really, really bothers me whenever there are reviews or just articles in general about comics that don't acknowledge the art in a real, like legitimate way, you know, yeah. where they don't like yeah. actually, t- cause like the art is most of the comic actually that you see you know yeah like, that's most yeah of it. The, the words are important of course but like the well, art is taking up most of that page <laughs> yeah exactly like it's it's the art and so uh they're super important and so i very much want to dedicate at least like in my the wicked and the divine like articles which i'll talk more about in a second like i all there's literally a section specifically just for the art where, that i talk about as and, it should be because you know comic books are a multifaceted medium you know and it's like a lot of i've tried to 
write comics with somebody before and it's definitely not the same when you as like as when you're writing it yourself because like you have to um when you're doing it yourself you like kind of know in your head like if you're also drawing it i should say like you know you you kind of have the idea of what you want the scene to look like and what's being said in that scene yeah just like if you're if you're writing a comic uh yourself and i can't say much because i only have one actual comic to show for that but <laughs> hey, you know dude, you as have one more than me technically it's sure yeah, sure um so it's like you know you know what the art direction is you know how much to say with the scene and how much to say with dialogue or with like a narrative box or whatever um whereas when you're working with somebody um that um sort of like inherent back and forth or what seems to be inherent isn't isn't really that and there's like a little bit more of a communication that needs to be had there um and we didn't really have that and like the it, the comic kind of fell through because of it uh but i don't know it's just um it, it, you have to find that middle ground with comics because you can't rely too much on dialogue or narration because then it just kind of seems ham-fisted if it's like that much more disjointed from the imagery so like i don't know they really like they have to hold hands throughout the entire thing and if somebody's reviewing something of that nature a comic book like you kind of have to pay attention to all of that and take stock in all of that to really like i don't know make that reflection like as well-rounded as possible in my opinion anyway and i you no, know, for ba yeah i think that i completely agree the thing like comics are a sequential visual storytelling right yeah visual is a very big part of that and so you've got to acknowledge that and take full account of that and yeah, it's really interesting. Like, like you were talking about the comics are such a collaborative effort, right? Yeah. There are, yeah. Of, are of course, you know, times where one person is doing the whole thing, obviously like you did your entire comic. Right. And so yeah. like there are obviously like you get that. And there's some even like major comics that like one person's doing the writing and the drawing and the colors. And maybe they just have someone doing the letters or maybe they just have someone doing the colors. You know, there are examples of, you know, people doing, multiple aspects of it but the majority right. of the time it is multiple people working together for this one finished product and it's something that yeah like i especially look at it from this point being primarily a writer like i'm not going to at least any time within the next like 10 years probably like be able to draw my own comic that i would like you know want to do and so sure. it's something that like i have to think about and there's this one like line that scott snyder has said a lot whenever people are asking about like something that he learned very on and that, uh, it was that greg pulo taught him to like be able to write for your artist and i know brian hill does yes. this as well and like they straight up like ask if you're working with an artist on a comic book like ask what they like drawing, ask what they don't like drawing. Like I was literally listening to a, a podcast the other day with Brian Hill and he was like, I, yeah, I, I, he just straight up asked his artist. He's like, if, if you don't like drawing, like whatever, like I don't have to write it in there, you know, like where I'm yeah, making yeah. this thing up. It's a made up story. Like if you hate drawing, you know, like cars or whatever, like we don't have to be in like <laughs> fucking Detroit city, you know, where they fucking make like, all, like <laughs> it's not like uh, we don't have to set it right outside the car manufacturing plant, you know, like if you don't like driving yeah. cars, like, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, just being able like, that's something that I think about and I haven't really written like a full comic script yet i'll admit but like i've you know started writing some and like have a bunch of ideas for yeah, yeah read man. like into it and it's something that definitely like needs to be considered like if you 
are working with an artist, you should absolutely be like, okay, like, what do you want to draw? What what strengths do you have? What should we like play into, and how should we work and make this a better thing? That like, to where because really the art also makes the like writer look better because there's so much of that story that you're telling like through the art. Like, I yeah right. have, have my like words and stuff, but like a comic script is not as compelling as the comic book is, you know? Right. No, like, of course, yeah. So you very much, it's a collaborative thing, and it makes everyone look better whenever you're able to do that effectively. So... Yeah, no, and when it's done successfully, like, I look at, um, you know, like, pairs like uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo or Tom King and Mitch Garrids, um, just, like, like some of the greats, or at least, you know, a lot of people that, like, you and I pay attention to, it's, like, there's such a... It seems so easy because, that you know both of them are getting across exactly what they want to and like or you know the way that they do that is the artist's voice just like complements the the writer's voice so so naturally or it's like so seemingly naturally yeah and um i i wouldn't necessarily like i don't know i guess i i guess a lot of the weight is on the artist's shoulders just because it is more of a visual medium but uh you know they need something to draw if they're not doing it themselves like they need to sometimes have somebody put those images in their heads like like here here are the the baselines of the story but like here's you know um i would like these scenes to play out this way like you know read this way and then like however you see fit to do that like like you know just show me or whatever and like the i don't know the, the process is so cool because like it, they really like um i feel like a script and like the like thumbnails to like thumbnail storyboarding to like you know sketches and stuff like all of that like grows together to culminate in the final piece which is just i don't know it's so cool and there's so many like with any with any medium i guess there's so many moving pieces that when when executed successfully it's just like it's so masterful and you get to appreciate so much yeah no it's so cool I love it so much. I love literally all the behind the scenes stuff that I could possibly get. Like the um, vision hardcover that yeah. I have has all of the scripts and all of the page breakdowns, like from pencils to inks to colors, like all oh, the way. Oh, that's so and cool. And so like, it's so awesome being able to see the complete. And that's one of my favorite stories ever. It's literally like, it's so, so good. And so being able to see that entire process from like start to finish. And yeah, I mean, like you said, like you do need to have like the direction from the script and like the writer in the first place to like put those images and like yeah like i have you know and some of the different ideas that i have for like comics that there are certain like pages and panels where i'm like this is how i would imagine like this playing out you know yeah but then like within that too you just find the areas that like are strong for the artist to like be able to work with that as well and like 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 you were saying it's just a very cool thing seeing it grow and how it just evolves and it's a very yeah just when done well it's it's so nice and like and it yeah it, I love yeah comics are they're so unique because there's so many different like <laughs> no there's just so many different cool things that you can do with it like one of the things that I really love is the page turn like being able to utilize the page turn in a comic oh book. yeah dude yeah it's like such a unique thing to comic books that like you can't get and like it's even something that you sacrifice when you read a digital comic book as yes. opposed to yes. a physical book which is crazy because oh like 100 percent dude because it's not something that you would immediately like notice or think about it's something that even I'd like kind of forgot about recently but i was rereading the house of x and powers of 10 hardcover yeah the other day yeah which i'm gonna start 
oh, like dude. probably tonight <laughs> i'm so excited for you to read that book it's so good but yes um, oh thank you so much for that birthday gift oh my you're, gosh you're welcome yes. i'm so hyped that, that i got there and you're gonna be reading yes. that book i told you whatever like i got that i was like this is kind of a selfish gift i just really want you to read this <laughs> book but uh yeah no so no, I'm excited i was for that. i was so hyped on it i was just like yeah i know i told you i like i got it and i i don't have am, uh, an amazon subscription so i was just like i was like i didn't order anything and i started like shaking it and shit and then um because it didn't i don't think it had a return address like on the outside but then like i saw the the, the birthday note on the inside i was like motherfucker hell yeah, hell yeah. that's so cool yeah um but yeah no like you know how when you open a comic you have like the page one and then page two and three are your first like page turn and so a yeah. lot of books will do like you know whatever on page one and then page two and three will be like a double page spread because right. like you can really hit that like wow factor on like the first page turn of a book right so, right like, in house of x and powers of 10 i won't go into details about what's on the pages but they have these info pages i've told you about these a little bit that have like yeah. either, either quotes or like other information they're designed really well they support the story very very well but like there's one of those for page one and then pages two and three are like the images that they use are just so good and strong and like whenever i was reading the hardcover i realized how they utilized that information pages page one so that the two and three were the first like actual pages like images you saw from the book you know? yeah and i was like wow that's so good and you like lose that on a digital like reading of it you know because you're just yeah. like swiping through like all the every page turn is the same because like you yeah exactly you don't have that the power of the reveal yeah it's just completely gone and you know i there's a, there's a place for digital reading of of course today um the the accessibility of it you know you can countless issues in a back catalog you know if you want to read golden age stuff if you want to read silver age stuff like it's just so easy to read like it, you don't have to go and track all that stuff down like of course it's gonna make sense but um especially for current stuff like people who are keeping up with current comics like just fucking go buy comics because uh, dude, I it love is going to so much it is so much better like not even just having the comic but the experience of going and not to like not to discredit these guys but like not going to like a midtown or like um like midtown in new york or um like getting online comic subscriptions like sent to you like go to a local like family owned or whatever like comic book store because that experience there is there's nothing like that for me there's nothing like going to the comic book store and like having my books waiting for me and like you know obviously things are a little bit harder now but like uh my shop allows four four customers in the store at a time now so like there is still room for like people to talk about books that they're reading and like recommend stuff and like just catch up and especially especially during the pandemic like please 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 go support i'm sure anybody listening to this already does but like if you don't go support local comic book stores because they're probably more likely than not the some of the coolest people owning those stores and like you can talk to them build relationships and just like when you read that comic book you can appreciate it a little bit more i feel that's like yeah man there's nothing like a comic uh, like just th that whole that whole process and then like the payoff of reading it and then you can this is audio only but like you can see um yeah like, my, my my stack of short boxes dude like I, every time i walk into my office i'm like <sighs> oh yeah no it's so satisfying i love going to the comic book store it's one of my favorite things it's yeah man yeah i like i've been going to the one that i go to now for like oh dude probably like f 
almost five years, maybe around five years now, which is Hell crazy yeah. to like think about. They like moved like a year ago, year and a half ago. Oh wow, like a, a new location um, to like expand or just needed a different uh, spot. The like rent at their old location was just like too much, and so like they moved to this new place, and like it's a better deal or whatever. There's like two, gotcha. it's crazy. There's two coffee shops right by them because like they moved to this uh, location, and then there's this one coffee shop that's like really really close to them like i would get before the pandemic happened i would get my books and then i would drive to the coffee shop and i would like read my books at the coffee shop because they had four dollar bottomless coffee bro like yeah what? dude like i'm pretty sure it was four, it was either four dollars or cheaper dude like for bottomless coffee and like it was really good coffee honestly and so dude, like, i would just go there and like, awesome. chill and it was so like comics the vibe. and coffee coffee yeah bro and like the vibe <laughs> there was so nice it was so chill and like cool i would literally go there all the time during the week and then i would go like saturday mornings i'd be there like when they like opened and i would just like read comics and like write and like do other shit there it was so nice Dude, that is living, man. I miss miss stuff like that. Um, I don't know if anyone will will remember who's listening to this, but uh, Comics and Coffee was our previous previous attempt at a cod uh, cod pass (laughs) (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, I was thinking about that, like leading up to this, like, man, we. well, I I did that logo for it, and I was like, man, this is like the coolest thing. And then like we recorded I, like a handful of episodes. I want to say it was like five or six, and that was super fun. That was um before I I lived in my own apartment, and uh, yeah, just like like looking back on that now, I probably like didn't know shit about comics because that was like pretty early on, like into like my like my like deep comic endeavors. Um, yeah. But I was just like I I got so into it, and um. I remember like finding out that you were kind of like the only other like active comic guy in our group chat. So I was just like, yeah. oh, gotta gotta pick his brain because like I, <laughs> I knew that you had been into it a little bit more than I had. Um, and I was like so stoked to start that podcast. Anyway, that was a long roundabout way to to say that's why I threw that little comics yeah, comics and coffee. And coffee. Yeah, no, if you if you're listening and you recognize that podcast, you're a real one. There there might be like a couple. People <laughs> you're a real one. Listening. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't check the like how many listens my podcast gets on average because I do it mainly just like because I like doing it because I've been doing it like I've been doing at least that's... a podcast for so long. Like, yeah, dude. It's just yeah, no, that's cool. It's a it's a really nice creative outlet. Like on top of because I feel like I feel like creatives should have more than one thing, you know. And I've like yeah, um, I fell off of it for a while, but like before I dove into art. Um, music like was my main thing and i was like playing guitar all the time like doing open mics and stuff um and uh, i've been trying to get back into that but like you know you've steadily had like you know one uh, a podcast in one form or another on top of your writing and i just think that that like to to avoid creative burnout i feel like that's such an important thing to be able to have like a couple of outlets yeah it's really it's been interesting too because especially from the podcast side of things like it's at this point evolved like it's changed so much like i've always done at least like one you know but like at first i, I did a podcast with like ander and yeah. probably like at least one other person at one point it was with us and then like we did a podcast like me and josh and ander and our friend colin like we're doing a podcast at one point which was like it's like crazy to th- like i kind of even forgot that that happened a little bit but like remembered that like last night and then you know did a podcast with ander for like a year or two probably like total me and him like our podcast changed names at one point like it used to be like 
Omni Comics, I think, and then it was like uh, Comics by Camp Campfire, I think. Comics yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, I forgot it was and called like, Omni Comics, dude. That was the dude, name I'm of the still shop. So like, so proud of that name, like Omni Comics. I think it's so dope. Like, dude, that was the name of the comic shop that I worked at before really? I worked at it. Yeah, because like what like new owners took over before I started working there, and they like obviously had their own idea or whatever. But yeah, dude, for as long as I can remember, like when I was a kid, like up until that point, it was Omni Comics. That's so dope. I think that name is so cool. But like, yeah, yeah, we did Omni Comics, which funny enough, Sean designed the like logo for that eventually. And then like we were Shout comics by Sean. Camp- yeah, we were comics by Campfire, which he also designed the logo like for that, which he like doesn't even like those logos anymore. He's like, they're not even good. That's I, like, how it goes, man. That's yeah. that's the life of the desi- the designer. Yeah, um, I, I like I was the comics by Campfire to- one still. I think it's good. yeah. No, I remember that one. I did like that logo. Um, I I was listening to your uh your episode with him about dc fandom i think i listened to a little bit of it like like closer to when fandom happened but like i was re-listening to it um and i love that you introduced him as the the graphic Graphic design design guru guru. oh yeah oh no i love it it's so fun um shout out to you sean because yeah every time whole segment (laughs) every time i have sean on i'm like thinking about how i'm gonna do the intro like for him because he honestly has helped me like so much with so many different things you know so, oh yeah no he's always... he's a real one for sure man he's like <laughs> and that it's so funny because that's like like design's not even his like what he does but he's definitely like you know obviously speaking as like somebody who went to, to school as a designer he's like proof that if you want to do that stuff and you want to learn that stuff like just fucking go for it you know there's nothing <laughs> yeah. stopping you and like that kind of ties into it was so funny because i was um there's one illustration professor that I had who I took illustration one through three with, and then I took a comics slash cartooning class with, um, and just like, just a super cool dude. And like, really, I, I felt like I connected with him like more than most students just because I was so, he was like a, a very like, um, like indie comics kind of guy. Like he had his own comics and stuff. And so like, it was just easy for me to like be into what he was about, you know, and like his way of like teaching the class and stuff. And um, I was like, he was asking me what my plans were post graduation. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'd love to get some more like technical training for my art. Cause like, this is something that I'm like really serious about now. And he was like, you know, um, he, there's this like one workshop op- like pre COVID um that he would go to like every year in Florida and stuff. Um, And he was just like, you know, do small stuff like that. Like go like do workshops. Don't pay astronomical amounts of money for your fucking education. Um, Like, like beyond, you know, cause there's something to be said for like, you know, if you're going for like specific things or whatever, but um, like specifically like with like the kind of art that I do and like, like that, like sort of illustration realm um, and like, like, you know, bleeding over to like, you know what we're talking about with sean um like in design it's like stuff that you know if you discipline yourself and you like know kind of where to look for that uh for that education like either cheap or for free you know like take those routes because you don't need to spend a whole bunch of money to do what you love um and i just like i I just love hearing people talk like that because it's you know it's coming from a place of like you know because he's an illustration professor but like he's trying to do his own thing with his own art and like you know there are ways to like make that shit work and be able to like do that stuff you know i have a regular day job um that doesn't involve too much illustration i'm still like a designer so i still get to be creative but um i do that so i can come home and fucking do 
like the drawings that I want to do and like just, you know, whatever. And it's, it's cool to see like more people respond to that stuff now that I like, you know, getting the feedback on the stuff that I love doing. Um, and it's like, not that it's effortless, but it's like, you know, it's, a, it's a lot easier because it's just what I want to be doing anyway, you know? So like, yeah. I don't know, getting advice like that is cool. And then, um, just like, yeah, getting, <laughs> bringing it back around to Sean, like, just like seeing it's, it's crazy seeing how far he's come with that. Uh, Oh, he just, just like teaching better. himself and you know no like hearing you say that he doesn't like those logos anymore <laughs> it's just funny because that's like you know true true artistry yeah no he yeah he's like i don't even like them like that much because they'll get brought up every like now and then whenever we're talking and like, yeah oh, they're so good though but yeah he's just gotten better and like it's yeah, it's crazy he's he's helped a lot but yeah having like a lot of different i was trying to think of like I had another bridge that I was going to connect for that. that was soon, <laughs> I know. I, I tend it. to get like all over the fucking place, dude. Um, no, yeah. But so having like at least a podcast going through for, you know, so long at this point has been really cool. And it's nice. Um, it's super nice. Like whenever I hear like you, like even just said it, you were like, oh, yeah, I was listening to like whatever episode that like you did the other day. And like Hamed, I know, listens to like my podcast episodes and stuff. And is always like, oh, yeah, they're like really good. And like, it's just always super nice whenever like people are like, oh, yeah, I was listening to like that or like whatever. It's just really, and you know, makes me feel good inside. I'm like, oh, yeah, no. Like- and it's like, you know, it's not uh, at least for me, because like, you know, we were talking about this last night um, when I like just like every day, like send you and Sean uh, my my drawings or whatever I'm doing for October recently. And um sometimes like it feels like you know oh i'm just like sending them stuff and they're gonna be like yeah cool whatever but like it's like you know no like it's like actually appreciated yeah and it's genuine and like you know because i love i love making that stuff and i love sharing it and just like to get that reception back like you know it's that same thing where it's like you know it it doesn't you're not asking anybody to well i guess i am because i I send you my stuff so i ask (laughs) i'm asking for it but it's like that's okay though you're not like yeah but you're not asking like it's not i don't want to say it's unsolicited but it's like you know it's just nice to get that like extra validation i guess you know it's like it's like the stuff that you're doing is cool and it's like cool because i also think it's cool (laughs) yeah no yeah exactly and it's a good it's just a good feeling and like yeah for sure yeah so having a podcast for the last like however long has been nice to you know bounce off my like writing too there's been at, at times where i'd go like a couple months or whatever without like you know recording a podcast or doing sure whatever. yeah but, like by and large i've had one the whole time that i've been writing stuff but yeah so like for writing it's just like as i trying to bring it back around <laughs> like i like <laughs> for either for reviews either spoiler or spoiler free you know i'll do whatever but the main thing the thing that i probably like writing the most is like analysis of stuff like i oh, like cool really like deep diving into things and yeah so there are multiple that's what most of my comic book debate articles have been the first one that i did was a uh analysis thing for like vision the tom king series yeah and so like i did that and whenever i'm going to do an analysis piece normally well one it's always about something that i love a lot because that's also like one of the like through lines that i've tried to keep in everything that i write like i'll do reviews and i try to know pretty certainly that i'm going to enjoy whatever issue i'm about to like review because like i like writing about things that i enjoy you know i don't like writing like negative things like i recently have done i'll get into that later but like i like keeping most of my writing like positive and i'm of course yeah. to like write about things i enjoy and so that's one thing and then 
I normally will have a like thesis statement or like idea or whatever for the article that I'll then like expand upon with any given like thing. And so like whenever I did division one, for example, like I wanted to draw parallels between the fact that like even though Vision and his family are these androids and these machines, like they're just as human as we are. And I ended up getting three different like bullet points to support that, like different examples through the story, how it was explored. And then, you know, just went and fleshed out like each of those individually. And so like whenever I'm doing something like that, I'll have, you know, the original idea. I'll go through, I'll reread whatever. I'll take some notes and then I'll go through and sit down. And it's really crazy because I actually, a lot of the time, which is probably bad, I don't do a whole lot of drafts of my analytical work whenever I'm doing it. I Oh, really? Yeah, I most of the time will sit down and knock out whatever I'm writing like in one sitting and I'll go through and I'll use I use Grammarly whenever I'm writing which if sure. any if anyone's a writer or like write stuff and you don't use Grammarly you should absolutely use Grammarly it's an yeah. add-on it's an extension that you can get it's free there's a upgraded version that you could pay for I don't personally but it's fantastic it checks your grammar you just like turn it on and then it goes through and highlights stuff for you and fixes it it's amazing I have a problem of using either too many commas or too few commas and it always catches that so it's nice um but yeah, like most of the time I literally like sit down and I will knock out whatever thing that I'm writing about in like one go and then I'll just run through it with Grammarly. I'll like read through it and run through it with Grammarly like one more time and make like minor changes. But yeah, most yeah. of the time I do it in like one sitting. Um, sometimes for some pieces it'll take like multiple sittings or whatever. But that's basically just the like general process that I go through whenever I'm writing like those things. I just have like it's normally just like one initial idea or like theme yeah. or like thesis that I get. And then it's just like building around that. And then sure. As for like actually writing, it's just like I don't know. I don't, like I'll take some notes sometimes, but a lot of the time I just like formulate it in my head. And I like have certain lines that I already know are going to like be in there. And then just once I start like writing it, it just kind of like goes. I just like yeah no i totally i i i feel like that is i don't know kind of relatable on on a certain level because i i feel like you know any time that i've written um i don't know depending on what i'm writing about like i i will get stuck and like i'll try to like walk away or whatever but at, at a point it's just like i find like that aha moment and then it's just like like at that point like i bang it all out and like that's just like I don't know that's just like it for me like it takes like that one kind of thing and then you're just like on a roll and like to i don't know to me that's what it sounds like happens with you if you're just doing it in like that one take it's just like you you're formulating that idea and then you kind of gather those like notes or like just like thoughts or whatever if it's in your head like as you're going through and then you're just like hear it like you just regurgitate it all at once yeah uh, yeah i just like yeah i just go through it and it's really it's interesting because like there's <clears throat> i did like the vision one and like a god country article and like um probably like one more that those articles were all very similar in like that fashion that I did them. And then like, I have this one series of articles on comic book debate where I'm talking about Tom King's Batman run. And like, I was yeah. going like I, the first one I did, like the first arc, I went through like those issues and really like kind of like dove deep into them, you know? And like for that, I took more detailed notes than normal that went through. And I like did a couple days of like, I would write some and like go through it and then I would stop and then like come back and do more. That was like yeah. one of those times where it actually took more time. But like those, I think those were like longer form and, you know, I sure. really put more into those and those are like good. And then I also have like the ones like the Wicked and the Divine ones that I do. I literally like 
I've read that this is the fourth time I'm reading this series now. And so, wow. like, I'll read through it. I'll read through the issue that I'm going to be, like, covering. And then it's cool because there's a format for these articles that actually... I'm going to have to pull it up right now. That way I don't get the... Because I literally have to look <laughs> at my um, previous article every time to, like, make sure I get the order right. Which is ridiculous because I'm, as I said, 18 issues in now. Um, but it's cool because the reason that I got the idea for doing this series actually is because um, Zach, who is the guy who runs Comics Bookcase, he's fantastic. He edits these articles, does like slight changes before putting them up, and he's yeah, yeah. Really, he's really great. Um, he did a saga reread. And, oh, sweet. Which yeah. I still need to read that series. I have all of it now. I bought the like big-ass compendium that has 54 issues in it. Yeah. So I still need to like read it. <laughs> but um, he did like a reread on that series. And whenever he was doing it, he had different sections that he would hit every issue. And so like he would put the solicitation for the issue at the top and then do like an article or, or a paragraph or whatever about like the first page. And then, like, the on-page action, so, like, the meat of what happens in the issue. Sure, yeah. And then, like, any deeper meaning, and then also the art would be, like, the last section. And so, like, I have that format that I'm able to follow for each of those pieces. And so that makes it really easy because, like, sometimes the hard part is, like, getting started on writing an article. You know? Sure, like, yeah. It's, like, first getting, like, that ball rolling. But then whenever you start it, it, like, you know, keeps going. But, like, for the Wicked and the Divine ones, I literally, like have a starting place every time like i know exactly how it's gonna start i know exactly yeah, what you're yeah. talking about and those are interesting because like i've whenever i mention them to like some people they're like oh so you like review each like issue and like not exactly like i talk about each issue and i give my thoughts on them and i list like pros and like not really very many cons because the series <laughs> is pretty much perfect to me but like yeah. i like and so I'm, but I'm not giving it like a score at the end or anything, you know, or right, like, yes, I'm not like, yeah. I'm not inherently trying to convince anyone to buy it. Like, obviously I am overtly showering it with love and saying that you should read it and like buy it throughout the like whole thing. But like, I'm not, it's not like the series is coming out right now. And I'm like, eh, this is for people who are on the fence about picking up the new issue on stands this week. You know, it's not like, right, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not like that kind of review or anything. It's more analysis mixed with just general thoughts and stuff for it like what you get out of it and you you know that like kind of yeah like you said analysis is just like yeah. worth going over and like worth you know it's like you're you're just i don't know when i read stuff like that versus a review um it's like more like i'm looking at it for more like in-depth stuff that like i might have missed because i you know again like reading into all of like the minute like aspects of it like what could you know x y or z mean um oh, beneath and... the surface of just being like you know action on a comic book page which like kind of uh, i won't get too far off on this tangent but i was gonna bring it up earlier just like um when you like go into the comic book shop and just like kind of getting into tiffs with people who are like that and just like argue obsessively over that surface level stuff that isn't especially if it's a comic that i'm into and i'm like you guys are like just missing a lot of why i yeah. like am defending it like and this. it's just yeah yeah so but that's the reason that i would read like stuff like that for like analytical stuff like your wicked and divine pieces like for stuff to either back up or like uh defend against like my own opinions of the of, of the piece or whatever comic is at hand and um i don't know i think there's a lot more to get out of that stuff than just straightforward reviews yeah, and it's really nice, too, because especially, like, this series is something that, like, it, 
I'm going to go on a, like, I'm just going to shower with love real quick. It's something that <laughs> um, is really, really good surface level, I think. And it's, yeah, very, yeah. it's something that like, it's a pretty like straightforward concept, like out the gate, if you like pitch it to someone, right? Yeah. And so like, it's simple in that regard, but it's a series that like, you're talking about like deeper meaning and hidden stuff. Like it is layered in so many different things. And like, especially like, when you get to the end and you get to like the final like things and you know stuff starts yeah. happening and like the full picture and the full like scope of everything you're like oh shit like and it just makes yeah. it like so much better and it just lends itself so well to like rereading and analyzing things and like it's been really yeah. fun actually like part of the fun uh, especially like at the very beginning because like the amount of stuff that's hidden in the first like five issues is insane to me but like just throughout the series you know like in my pieces like sort of making these references that like are just vague enough to where like readers who haven't read it like like haven't read the issues that like before haven't read the end if they're like reading through with me which i know like a couple people are which is actually really cool like, I've seen oh people cool say that's that, awesome like, they're reading through but like they like won't get exactly what i'm like referencing here or you know like just tiptoeing around yeah. what i can and can't say because of like how things are going to play out it's just really cool right. and like no that's it's, awesome it's just something that's been nice to like do with the the pieces and the rereads but yeah these are like the thing like i sit down i'll read it i'll reread the issue and then i can literally sit down and knock out i average around like an hour for like one of those pieces and they're normally okay. they're normally around like 12 they're normally at least like a thousand words they're closer to like 12 to 1500 words like a piece the last one okay. i did was like almost 1900 words because that was a pretty, like it was a pretty important issue but yeah so I'm, yeah for I'm, sure man always north of like a thousand words for most of those though and that i do which is uh it's so funny to me i always like joke to myself that like i put so much more effort and write so much more for all of this stuff than i ever did for like anything in school which is funny because like i which i feel like is pretty fitting and obvious obvious english was my like favorite subject in school sure yeah i did the the best and i like yeah i've always been a fan of writing and stuff but yeah so I, i i put out I like doing, I do a pretty good word per minute and uh, like doing that. Uh, Mavis Beacon, dude, making Mavis Beacon proud. Did you guys have that in school? Do you uh-uh. know what I'm talking about? No. Dude, I had um, this uh, computer teacher in middle school who was also, who also ended up being my driving instructor in driver's ed. Um, That's crazy. We He had this like, whenever we would go to his class, it would just be like, using this program on the computer called Mavis Beacon that was just for like improving your words per minute, like all your typing skills and stuff. I mean, we had stuff like that was so, for that, but I, it wasn't called that. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> oh yeah. It was so funny. And like, oh yeah, that was, that's just what it, what it reminded me of <laughs> when you <laughs> yeah. said, when you were like, yeah, pretty baller words per minute. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty good. And I, I like that. That's the main thing that I, uh, like I was saying that I like doing. I like doing the like analytical stuff, analyzing things. I've reviewed yeah, like man. movies and like TV episodes and stuff before too. Cause like all of that stuff goes into like the journalism side of like writing for me or whatever, which I've like done sure, yeah, of course. for a while now, which is kind of weird to like think about and like have been doing. But so like I do that. Do you like, this is something that I am like sort of able to do to an extent, but like, do you listen to music whenever you're drawing? Like, ever uh yeah pretty frequently i feel like i either listen to i feel like it depends on um if i'm having a hard time coming up with an initial like idea for for a drawing i feel like it, it that's like where it gets more um hairy sometimes like if i'm in that stage and i'm a little stuck then i'll just try to like work in silence a little bit but if i'm just like 
more recently I've fa- I found it easier to like just be a little bit more free flowing with like ideas up front instead of like trying to hone something in in my head before uh before like laying it out or starting to like go about laying it out um, yeah but yeah if I'm just like more casual I'm able to like put on just like I don't know I'll usually listen to listen to like an album all the way through or like a playlist that I've created all the way through I don't typically listen to like like i have spotify so like i I like listening to my discover weekly but not while i'm working because i just like i like listening to music that i'm i'm familiar with and can kind of just like have in the background but still enjoy while i'm creating Mm -hmm. um occasionally i'll also listen to podcasts but i find myself doing that less just because i feel like i want to if i'm listening to a podcast like i'm not listening to it to have on the in the background necessarily so like trying to i some sometimes i can kind of like multi multitask but most of the time it's just like familiar albums that i have or whatever yeah so like whenever you draw can you listen to music with like words like with lyrics most of the time that's what it is yeah sometimes i'll, I'll there's this uh this one album called uh they shoot we score and it's by yola tango and it's just like a bunch of like uh movie score songs that i think it's like stuff that they've done for like different movies and stuff i couldn't tell you what movies but um that's one um like lyricless uh album that i listen to like if i'm if i'm working but sometimes i'll also put on like random uh like lo-fi beats playlist because that stuff is always just like good especially like especially now because i that's just like I feel so appropriate for like getting into fall and stuff. Yeah, um, no, I literally the the main like lo-fi beats playlist on Spotify that has the like it's a blue circle and like I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. I've, I've been listening to like that playlist on Spotify so much the last like couple days. Uh, right on. Because like, like I'll listen to it at work and then I was listening to it a little bit while I was at home like writing some the other day. Yeah, I, I like I like listening to music while I'm writing. I can't listen to anything with lyrics though because okay. I'm writing and so right. Like, yeah, no, that I makes the, more sense. Like for I got you, the yeah. words in my head and so I can't really um do that so like and in besides that like at work i because i do like manual labor for like a job yeah uh, yeah basically like cutting wood or whatever (laughs) um but so (laughs) it it's pretty like mindless like work that i do and i've done it for a while so i'm able to like listen to stuff while i work and so i'll either listen to uh like podcasts or audiobooks yeah uh, and then but whenever i'm not doing that like if i listen to music i listen to like scores and like like movie video game and like tv scores probably the most stuff that like isn't i i feel like that would just lend like inspiration to yeah like like inspiration in a way that like i don't know because i I don't need to get into this now i can like come off the back of what you're saying but like just inspiring like in like the way that like the sound just like kind of moves through you in a way and like i don't know can like kind of generate some of that incentive to like oh like yeah like i want to write about this and just like kind of like I don't know you can like write and like write with the ebb and flow of the music and that's like kind of what it seems like it, it could be yeah no anyway. it's really so like whenever because i listen to i mean like i said like scores like i've got an entire hans zimmer playlist of course yeah and like the oh, game of thrones yeah. like soundtrack is very comforting to me too and like ad astra has a really good soundtrack and like dude just all <laughs> so just like good so all, good all these things and it's really like i the way i break it down mentally too is like I listen to podcasts and like audiobooks for like education and like partially entertainment. Sure, like yeah. the audiobooks that I listen to are also entertainment and like they're also like research for me creatively, you know. Oh, definitely. I listen to like things yeah. that inspire me and they get like my creative gears turning and so like I listen to that stuff for that, but then if I'm like thinking a lot and like thinking too much or like having ideas or whatever, like 
at work, I'll listen to like music and that will help me like just be able to think more about what I have going on in my head. Cause like if I'm doing like, if I'm like that and I can't focus on like a podcast or an audiobook cause it's like giving me more information and I'm already like thinking about other stuff, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll, that's when I'll listen to music and, and stuff like that a lot. And so, yeah, I, I've listened to definitely the most probably like things that don't have lyrics. Um, for stuff that does have lyrics, like my taste ranges i like most stuff don't like country um <laughs> but I've, I've listened to some stuff that's like borderline um like some like folk stuff like indie folk stuff um yeah but that's like as close to that line as i can get because some like at appointment that there's too much twang and yeah not enough like to me like not enough substance and <laughs> i just don't like i just don't really like country i like it's funny because i the older stuff that i like like i love metallica and like rush and like Iron right Maiden, and like all those <laughs> rush, like, dude i didn't all that's oh yeah so so rush was my first concert actually that my like dad took me to which was crazy oh wow yeah so i've seen rush iron maiden and metallica live which that's I'm so very, cool very hyped on but like them but then like more like modern stuff like i love neck deep and like the story so far and like the front bottoms in the 1975 are both good Dude, if you if you were able to come hang out for New York Comic Con, you and Mary would like just be able to listen to music all the fucking time. Like, <laughs> really? That's that is like so much of what she's into. Oh, it's, it's so, so good. It's so. And good. I've heard like not that not that I don't like it because that's just like kind of I feel like that's like a parallel to like the music that I listen to. It's just like a little bit um, different different yeah but like there's so much of that stuff that i can like listen to and appreciate because it like because it is just like so similar Um, yeah but yeah man no it's all it's also good i love it it's crazy the last like month and a half actually like i've been listening to halsey so much like i feel like okay so i didn't say it before but like because i i think i followed like one of your playlists or like we were we were exchanging like spotify's in the group chat at one point and i followed you and i noticed that like that's because oh, i usually have my spotify screen up like while i'm working during the day and i can just like see that most of the time it's a halsey yeah. dude yeah most of the time i'm just straight up bumping halsey like yeah. for the last like month and a half probably it's crazy it's be- like has become such comfort music for me like so yeah. quickly which is yeah. wild it's just so good it's just so like such a nice like vibe and like just like sounds good and like it's just also impressive like musically too just, it's yeah just man great no that's awesome and I, like yeah i think kind of to what you were saying like if i am i, I love when i'm able to get into a, a mood where i'm just like feeling whatever i'm drawing and i can put on music that is comforting to me because i can listen to it and jam out and it won't really affect my ideas but um just because i i don't know like i i just I like moving and like, just like, I don't know. I'll like dance around in my seat or whatever. If I'm just like listening yeah. to like whatever I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying. So like at this point, my primary taste in music, I feel like is just like, I don't know, like indie kind of punk rock, but also it's like more like, I like, like, like surf garage rock, like that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. Like I, my favorite band right now, um, and has been for a while, and probably will be for the foreseeable future. Um, the Growlers, like they are just yeah. I know you've mentioned them like before. Yeah, I saw them a little over a year ago now. Um, one of the best shows that I've been to, and I feel like from for the stuff that I'm into, uh, this this year, like all the pandemic and all like the horrible shit aside, it has been such a good year for music. Um. 
I like more like mellow, like in like um, I don't know, like like I was saying, like kind of folky, like just like like rhythmic guitar stuff. Um, Bahamas is another one that I listened to. They actually just released an album on my birthday, which was awesome. Yeah, no, I I like. There's so much good music out there if you really like yeah. able to like find it. It's crazy how you're like I don't know, your music taste changes and evolves. Uh, I feel like I really started getting into music getting out of high school and I started finding like uh I was really into Mumford and Sons and the folk stuff and uh I would like I, I don't know somehow over the course of five years like got from there to like indie surf rock um but yeah dude yeah. just like I don't know because that, that music really speaks to me I feel like learning as much as I have in life at this point and knowing myself and the kind of um like anxiety and and depression that i deal with i feel i hear more and like the i i just gravitate music that like kind of kind of takes that and and spins it like you know but there's still all of this other stuff to enjoy and that's kind of like the the look that i've tried to to, or the the approach that i've tried to take to life with uh my my drawings and stuff like i was saying earlier um and not hold myself so accountable to produce a certain type of work and like i feel like for my process um just kind of like to bounce off of what you were talking about earlier like that kind of i don't know help me loosen up uh like taking away some of that perceived pressure to like you have to make this sort of stuff because of whatever like nobody's saying that to me so like i don't know finding more ease and like doing what i want to do um i'm able to like just go at something and i see like i don't know if you've seen um uh, like time-lapse videos of artists like you know in in the comics field and what they start out with looks almost nothing like or looks like such a, a such an insanely abstract version of what the final piece is yeah and you're just sitting there myself included just like how how do you see all of that and that is the first thing that you put on the page like you already know where everything is yeah um, and, where and it's i try and like it's it's just it's it's mind-boggling especially for like double page spreads or you know like prints like posters um that are like like larger and like how they include so much and and how much time it takes but you it, it's they just like seem to know where all of that is going to be by the end it's just like and you're just watching them get there you know yeah it's crazy to see that and um i don't know i've tried to like just take that looseness that I see like in the beginning of all of their, like all of these drawings, all of these, uh, these things that I see on social media or whatever, and just really start at that point. Okay. I have an idea for a drawing. Um, let me not fixate on like formulating all of that up front, but let me kind of like just get some shapes onto the page and like, what can I make out of this? And, uh, you know will this lead into a larger thing and like as i add some stuff here and there like what am i seeing like does this work do i need to try something else and it's just so crazy to me like because i'm kind of starting to hone in on that and you know it's okay to have a couple of different ideas you don't need to be necessarily locked into one thing at the beginning and um what i once thought was all of these artists you know knowing where everything is going to be in the beginning it's just kind of like kind of like going along as like making it up as you go along yeah. um 
to to an extent because you know you have to have some semblance of a preliminary idea depending on what you're working on you know i like to do a lot of just like like i said before um silly drawings or like you know like dumb jokes or like you know whatever like uh i've been working on a lot of like spacey ink work for arttober because i want i i've been wanting to work on my use of ink and just like how that really can well, accentuate is, a piece ink is so it's crazy, crazy. it's Those crazy what the, like, you can do you were talking about like videos of artists doing stuff on like twitter or whatever and, like some yeah. of the craziest ones to me are watching like inkers work is just dude absolutely mind-blowing i don't understand it it's so wild to me it's so impressive especially yeah because you know i look um obviously i'm following i'm sorry if you can hear that that's my dog barking that's totally um, okay dogs are dogs so I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he's 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 onto something um but yeah dude uh like obviously i i, I was telling you that i wanted to follow chris samney's Bat-tober yeah. prompt list for arttober because i'm so drawn to his work uh and I don't know. Earlier on in my in my career as an artist, I would have looked at that stuff and just been like, "How is it so easy to know how much to black out right off the rip?" You know, but it's like you know, you see you, the more you like pay attention. It's like no, these people know what they're doing because they're not just like carelessly applying the ink to the page. It's like they are seeing everything that's underneath the ink, even if it's like you know, people like Chris Samney who use extensive like blacking out. Um, to like you know play with that positive and negative space and still give the same effect as like a, a page that uses a larger array of colors to to showcase like get the same effect across you know um it's just crazy to like see how minimally you can construct an idea and like still get it across and that's like what i've been trying to play with because like you said ink is just like so crazy and there's so yeah, much no, like that, that's art. so fascinating you were just like talking like about that just that aspect of it and like it's just so interesting to me and there's just so much that goes into that and that you have to take into account and you have to try to like yeah get better at and evolve and constantly exactly. like learn because like even if like because you're like oh it's so crazy how he's able to do this with you know however much and how impressive it is but like if you were to talk to him about like whatever he'd be like yeah but like i still can't there's so much that i still need to be able to do like right. that's better yeah. than what I'm already doing, you know, like there's just no, constantly sure. like room to just keep like going and it's just so wild. Like, yeah. And you never like, you never hit that ceiling and yeah. because there's always more to learn. And that's kind of like getting back to like my process, just getting more loose and having more fun with it and realizing that a lot of like, especially, you know, as you're trying to draw the things that you want to draw and like you, you look at styles that you not necessarily want to copy, but want to emulate and like you want to like, you know, that are are going to influence your your inevitable style whenever you end up finding that is like, there's so much experimentation and there's so much like you have to let go of, you know, this is going to look one way. You have to look at it as like, what can this look like? What do I want to try? What, you know, I you'd have to take that leap to just try different things because you never know. It might not come out the way that you want it to, but you might discover an entire new way of doing something you know whether it's like a, a different way of like rendering figures or rendering um like uh, an environment or the way that you use ink or like you know something i've been uh doing over the last couple of pieces is like uh accentuating motion and intensity and urgency just with ink you know never mind like in introducing color and stuff in the way that um you know different saturations of color affect the mood or the intensity of a piece it's just like 
really really giving yourself into experimentation and just kind of always looking for what can I be doing differently and what can I be learning from the people that I'm looking at it's just it's so much fun once you kind of shed that idea that you know you have to draw one way or you have to create something one specific way because nobody no two people are going to create the same thing like just being in design school um, and being given prompts, you know, I remember uh, distinctly like later in my years when I actually started caring about my work and like realizing the effect that it could have on like my branding and stuff. Um, all of us would be given different prompts and everyone would come in with such a, a vastly different solution to the design problem or whatever. And it's just so cool to really like see how much, how much diversity is out there in terms of, uh, artistic styles and um how styles build on each other and and oh, man it's just like i, I no, could go on forever it's so no, cool because yeah, so <laughs> like literally everyone is like influenced by multiple different things and so then that becomes theirs and then like more people are influenced by like that and like it just like snowballs and you know constantly like builds on top of each other and it's just something that is really cool to see explored in so many different facets like you were saying like everyone does everything like differently and there's things to be said about all of it and there's different ways to appreciate like all of it and it's very cool and yeah it's so interesting hearing about like the process of how you've started and then like try to go about the pieces now like as you're doing them and like yeah because just like figure it out like yeah i mean like i was saying before um a lot of my stuff a lot of my work previously was just um a lot of fan art and stuff and you know i wouldn't i wouldn't just be like ripping a character like redrawing a character in a certain pose you know i would flip through comics and see like certain figure poses that i thought were cool so i would try to um uh just replicate those poses and then like put them to use for like different characters that i wanted to to uh draw or whatever but still like i feel like i got comfortable in that and i was just like this is what i need to be doing because this is how i make the work that like i'm like expected to make or that i expect myself to make right now and then um i don't know what it was like i think i just like i started making like some more like original stuff here and there and i got like some good responses from like you know you and sean and a couple of friends like that i have here around around town um and I was just like, I started like dipping my toe a little bit further and did a little bit more original stuff. And uh, yeah, just like, I don't know, for, for certain things, like trying to take my own reference photos and really uh, just like put as much of myself and as much of my voice into the drawings because that's where I feel like I've started to excel and where I've started to really love that experimentation and love to like push push my own boundaries because I've started realizing like, what's the worst that happens? I don't really like this one drawing. I can fucking make another one. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Basically. So it's just like kind of letting go of those, like those uh, non-existent expectations. Like I keep coming back to um, and just, yeah, just like having fun and just enjoying what that process is going to be like, because you, I feel like people often think myself included up until a certain point, you know, I have to get to this point, but you're never going to reach that point because there's always going to be another thing that you have to learn. And so if you take that and it and, and reverse it and kind of like realize that it's not something that's working against you, it's just something that is a fact and something to like kind of just enjoy, you know? Yeah. No, yeah. And it's something that 
I don't know. The creative process is like always changing and evolving too, I feel. Yeah, no, for sure. And there's no like one, yeah, there's no one set way to do things. Yeah. It's really interesting because I have, because like I talked about like writing for like the articles and that stuff that I've done. But then I also like the, you know, ultimate like dream would be to like write creatively like for yeah. a living. Like, because I, I, I have so many like comic ideas and story ideas both both in like comics and then also like screenplays for either like movie or like TV shows. And then I have like novel yeah, ideas too. And like there's just so many ideas constantly like swimming around that I like want to do. And like it's interesting because for me especially like I love long form storytelling. I love oh for bi- sure. I love like long form stuff and then I also love like big expansive like crazy like world building and stuff. Yes. And I, and I love like just grand things and it's bad because like i get these like story ideas and i'm like <laughs> i want them to be like huge and then like it's bad because I, I feel like i want like everything to be my like magnum opus you know which like it's not how it works. <laughs> yeah no that's how course. you do things right of course and so it's having to and trying to get better and more comfortable in doing things and like knowing that like not all of the stories that i write are going to be like amazing you know and like not yeah like not that i shouldn't like try to you know obviously make them all as like best as i can but like you know just like that i need to write a bunch of stories like continue to write stories and you know actually like flesh these things out and go forward with them and stuff and like it's just trying to do that and like also doing like shorter ones like there's a couple of short stories that i've started and like one that i've like done and stuff that like is pretty okay and like good i got like solid feedback on which is like nice and so it's just yeah, a matter of sure. like balancing that with then also the other like things that i write because i also like on the flip side constantly have ideas for like more articles or like reviews for things that i want to do or i've also been doing like youtube videos recently now too yeah like i'm i'm trying to do like more scripted ones for that that are like basically the the scripts would be pretty much similar to like the analysis articles that i do you know except yeah I i would have to do more like video editing and stuff, which I'm trying to get better at that too. So like a mix. Yeah. Of, like, it's just another platform and it's another way to, for you to get that stuff out there. And I think that that's really cool because, you know, you get to add like that whole visual component to it, you know, for like a, you know, maybe, maybe another part of that audience, which is awesome. Yeah. It's like that. It's what I would like, would love to focus on. Cause it'd be, it would just be so great to be able to do like, I don't know, like to be able to be self-employed in the fact of like writing or, putting out youtube videos or a podcast or doing like yeah for sure whatever would like be the best thing that'd be premium (laughs) dude because you know there's nothing saying that you can't do that and i feel like there's just been i don't know at least like with the people that i interact with here and like you know interacting with everyone in our group chat it's just like seems that so many people have that mentality of like no this is like what i want to do and i'm gonna try to get myself like and do as much as i can to get to that point because i would love the same thing you know i i do not want to be at the job that i'm at for the rest of my life ideally i would i would be self-employed as a freelance illustrator and still be like you know making comics or like making drawings and uh whatever else like for myself and uh I don't know. I, it would be really cool to like be able to live off that stuff that I make for myself because I, I just recently, uh, you know, made T-shirts and stuff, and I want to get more into like like uh, like clothing and like material stuff. Um, and so it'd be cool to like if I if I could live off of my art that way. But you know, being a freelance illustrator, I feel like is even in more of a vein of like what I want to do. I have a couple of jobs going right now where people came to me 
for their business stuff like for their logo is based off of like just really digging the sort of like illustrative quality of like my instagram stuff and the stuff that i do for myself you know so like being able to work in the freelance realm to that capacity because people are coming to me because they like what i do is like really cool because that's like you know you know not, not those aren't projects that i'm like actively pursuing in my personal time but it's still being uh i'm still being able to I'm still able to <laughs> get that uh, like creative outlet that is still not like totally draining because it's not the same exact stuff that I'm doing in my personal time, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And it's good. It's just also like really good that people are approaching you based on the merits of like the stuff that you were doing for fun anyways. Like exactly. The stuff that and you, I like, started to do. And yeah. Like, yeah. And we like that. Seeing, yeah, exactly. I started seeing more of that. Um, as I started doing more of that work. So like to see those two sorts of things like grow hand in hand is like, it's super rewarding and just like more of, more of an incentive to um, just like keep, like keep upping my game and like, you know, don't like, like not staying stagnant and not to say, you know, cause obviously like I, I have told you that I have my creative ruts and I'll go, you know, a couple weeks sometimes on the, on the longer end of things, like not drawing anything. And, you know, sometimes I'll beat myself up about it, but like at the end of the day, it's still like that. Even that is part of the process because we're just like creating for so long that like without realizing it, it burns us out. Like at, at, after some point, you know, like, like, and not, not all the time. And not to say that, like, it's just like, I'm, I'm constantly feeling that, but you know, every, every once in a while, it's just like, it'll happen, you know, and I'm sure if anyone else listening to this as a creative can agree to some extent, it's just like, it happens like, you know, there are, there are natural lulls, but, um, I don't know. I've learned to not fight those because the longer you fight them, I feel like the longer they kind of like linger and it's just, uh, it's, but I don't know. I feel like it's a good, like, okay, I, maybe I need to like rest for a little bit and like, just think on some things or whatever, if you know, whatever, but kind of uh, got got off topic there. I, I don't remember where we have before, <laughs> but no, I, I agree. It happens sometimes. And like, I'll go through, I will like change, um, what I'm like consuming, uh, in different like bursts, I guess, like I'll, at times I'll be like, watching a lot of like shows and or like movies and then at other times i'll be like reading a lot of comics and like yeah. books and then like other times i'll be like playing a lot of games or like yeah. whatever and like those are the main things that i kind of like flop between because those are like probably my three like biggest like realms i guess of like interest but like yeah i'll like sure. go between like being focused on like right now i'm very much like playing a bunch of games right now like we're about to yeah, get like, yeah. the next gen of consoles and stuff too so like that's oh man super yeah it's going like, quick yeah so like doing all that but yeah, the interest just changed there. And of course that like gives me everything that I do though, still gives me more ideas creatively to try to like, you know, talk about them or some, in some way or informs story ideas that I have about other things in some oh, way. Oh yeah, for so sure. It's all very like positive in that way, which is good. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, like I, I certainly gaming to a lesser extent, but like I primarily just like, inhale comics and like tv shows and stuff <laughs> like <Inhale>. that yeah. <laughs> um yeah but just like i don't know because I, I i do tend to draw like a lot of like spacey stuff and i do you know some like like i guess more pulpy stuff now than just like straight superhero stuff but like kind of campy pulpy stuff that is also funny like i watch a lot of tv shows like like the office and stuff i have like a very like dry sense of humor so like if i can inject any of that like into my drawings it is like like you were saying just kind of cool to take inspiration from these different 
like media consumptions and just be like okay how can i like regurgitate my interests into this thing that i want to make yeah and uh yeah it's fun just like because i don't know inspiration just feels i feel like comes from nowhere or uh, sometimes anyway like if you're not looking for it like it's just it's cool like oh like like the way that that joke was delivered was really funny and it was like that would be really funny like if it was switched to this like in this scenario like out in space or like whatever i don't know that i feel like my my mind just like takes things yeah. there really quickly you just start like taking um, things and like turning them and you're like oh well this would be pretty cool if i like did that like yeah do you ever find that like um do you ever get an idea and you're just like i need to write this down like right fucking now yeah i do sometimes i have uh there's like a random notes in my like notes app on my phone that i have for like different ideas that i'll get sometimes where i'm just like oh no that was like i really need to like pin that and like make sure yeah. i remember that yeah, yeah it's interesting and then i'll also have like so i have so many different like story ideas like i was saying in my head and like the way i would structure them and have things plotted or whatever and sometimes i'll just have like and like an epiphany basically about like a revelation about like something in the story that about like how it needs to work or be fixed or whatever it may be that i'll have to like write down because i'm like oh yeah no that's like how that would work that really like pulls things together or what have you but oh that's so cool like because i do the same exact thing i don't i won't like quickly sketch something but i have random notes also that i just like type at like i just describe it to myself as i'm seeing it currently in my head yeah and like what i don't know maybe like whatever made me think of it also and uh from beyond actually like came out of one of those just like random thoughts so like and that's that was like early on like one of the first like times that i started writing down those ideas as they started coming to me and like yeah. so like from then i was just like oh well obviously i'm just gonna do this you just have to do this all now. the time now and like yeah <laughs> it's cool how like you know in like more natural ways like that your process can change also because it's just like up until that point you know i didn't take too much stock in like writing stuff down because I, w- I would just always be like oh yeah i'll remember that if it's if it's good enough but i found yeah. that um between oh, i forget i just forget like all the time yeah just like <laughs> the way that my brain works and so uh, it's better to write things yeah it's, it's just pretty it's pretty hard to remember everything <laughs> yeah um but yeah no it is really cool because like things just as we go along, I just feel like things inherently become a part of the process and it just, uh, it's little things that like add up over time. And then as you like look back, like, I don't know, cause I, I look back, um, or like stand back from a prod, uh, project and, uh, I don't know. I like, I really like procreate because I can like watch those time-lapse videos after working on a, a piece for however many hours. And it's, you know, just like, uh, especially if I'm if like, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, sometimes I'll just draw diff- different sketches, like on the same, canvas if i have a couple of different ideas and i'm not really sure what direction i want to go in yeah and then um i don't know looking back at those videos and being able to see those decisions being made is really helpful for me going forward and like being able to like i don't know more loosely or, or like more strictly approach the next piece and like i don't know how do i want to structure it at the first stage how do i want it to look by the time I do the first round of inks, you know, like how, how much do I want to develop at the inking stage and how much do I want to like have loosely structured before that point? You know, it's just like kind of seeing those decisions being made after I've made them on a piece really helps to like, just, I don't know. It helps me every time to go forward and like really streamline the process. That's really cool. That's interesting. Like I can only imagine what it's like, like seeing 
the decisions that you made like being like played back it's yeah it's and and it's really helpful i don't know i I always saw it before before i got my ipad when i was still doing stuff primarily like traditionally a lot of the artists that i would follow um would have those time-lapse videos and i guess i've just like always been drawn to them because because of how much you get to see of the process in such a short span of time yeah and like i don't know if other artists do this but yeah like it's really just a a helpful tool for myself just to be able to just yeah like like i i've been saying just like see all of that play out and see what works and what like doesn't work oh that's awesome i love everything like behind the scenes for like art and stuff like it's also interesting to me i love seeing like work in progress stuff yeah it's really cool and i feel like a lot of that has like especially with the development of social media and stuff like has gotten a lot more play and a lot more attention like public attention and i feel like there's a lot more of a general appreciation for whatever like not even just comics but like whatever artistic process is being like shown publicly because i i feel like such for such a long time and like even it's still like is is very prominent now but like so many people just like assume art just like happens (laughs) like it's like like people are just like good and like it's just easy yeah which is not the case not the case at all and i feel like that's really like a um i don't know kind of like a, a a daunting thing especially for early artists because they look at all of these other artists who are who are you know much more experienced than them and they're just like it, it seems so easy and i was like that for a long time and then as i started following more artists more closely and seeing more of like how much they they reveal about the behind the scenes it's like no it's not this like like just perfect thing. thing yeah instant thing every time it's like no so much work goes into all of this and like even seasoned artists feel things that I feel um, yeah. and like stuff like that, like following people who inspire you, I feel like is such a, such a rewarding thing more often than not, because you see that like they, especially like within your specific field or whatever um, you see how much, like how much experience is a shared experience by so many people. And it's like that, that is a very rewarding thing. And, and like a very encouraging thing to keep doing what you're doing, you know? Yeah. No, and it's really cool. I like, to go on the point of like social media and seeing like being able to follow a lot of people that you can like take inspiration from and see like also in your field doing the same thing. It's really nice. Cause like there are a couple of different like writers that I follow on Twitter, like that will get like, you'll just see tweets that are, you know, like advice or like tips about, you know, writing with whatever thing. And it's always just really nice to like, see like Brian Hill uh, is one of my favorite, like comic writers. He, uh, the Batman and the outsiders run that he was writing, like just finished recently which like okay i actually just saw um when i was at the the shop last i saw i think it was a b cover and i don't know who the artist was but uh batman and the outsiders like uh it really caught my attention it was like like neon colors and stuff it was yeah. like oh it was really cool i wasn't reading it obviously but yeah <laughs> no i i haven't even i haven't read it i need to go through and read it all now that it's like finished but sweet uh he's such a like nice guy quality guy his twitter feed is amazing but like i'll have to follow him like always respond to you like eventually which is really cool and then he also is just like answering questions and like giving advice and stuff which is just you know like really nice and it's always just like super quality advice and it's cool because he uh along with like writing comics is a like screenwriter and like has sold a lot of like screenplays and he writes on the titans like tv show and does like a lot like yeah like he does like a lot of other stuff and so it's it's nice hearing him talk about and seeing him talk about stuff because he's done 
and worked in the different areas and fields that like I would like to work in. And so yeah, it's very yeah. cool to like hear all that and see that. So yeah, just being able to follow creatives and get information and see process and things like that from them directly is really cool. I'm glad that yeah. we're able to like do that. For all of the uh, nasty shit that is on social media, like oh, thank God dude. for being able to interact with, interact so closely with people uh, who like produce all of the content that we that we take in. You know, like I, I feel like in other mediums too, but I feel like just with comics specifically, creators are so inclined to interact with fans because they are fans themselves, and I don't know. I feel like that like adds another layer to why comics have inspired me to do what i do because i want to have that interaction with people who engage with my work the same way that these people engage with me you know and it's also just comics are such a like i think that you liked this one tweet that i retweeted the other day because i like, saw it on my notification but it was talking about how like <laughs> whenever like 90 percent or like 95 percent of people who like are working in comics like don't make a living wage from their comic work yes like they yes. have to do other work as well in order to yeah. like, live and so it, it like make which is terrible and it should not be the case no but, like, absolutely not but it, it makes it to where the people that are working in comics are working in comics because they really fucking love comics like, absolutely and so it just makes it to where everyone is so passionate about this and so in it for this that they are so interactive with the fans and like you said yourself like because they are fans but also like they just love this so much and so yeah it's very like like everyone's just like yeah we all fucking love this thing and like it's very cool <laughs> and like yeah. we all know it's not very like financially and like logistically like sound but we fucking love it anyway and like we're still here like and yeah so. no absolutely um and that like go you know going back to what i said about like the in-person experience of buying a comic book um you know, and I like I have I have absolutely no problem with people who just enjoy comics for like you know what they are like their entertainment you know and like there doesn't you don't have to pick out like deeper meanings and stuff or like whatever like you know we're all there because we enjoy this thing to some extent or another you know and it's just like that that whole aspect of it is so cool and like so rewarding and I feel like that's why it's kept me in this and you know I don't uh, solely do comic work but it's why I enjoy doing comic work you know yeah no absolutely and like yeah I'll always like it's funny because whenever it comes to like reading a physical book or digital and like going to the shop because like i go to my shop almost every week yeah and we'll like pick up my books and then i now recently actually it's interesting because i've started getting a lot more trades and a lot less single issues but that's a whole other tangent <laughs> thing um but it's funny because a lot of the time I read most of my books digitally, actually. Like, I'll, I'll get the single issues, but, like, for all Marvel books, all Marvel books come with the digital code. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'll redeem my digital code, and, like, I get my floppies, and I just back and board them. I don't read the, like, single issues. I read them digitally. Okay. And then for, like, my DC books, for most of the DC books that I pull, because I'm, at this point, just pulling, like, Batman, basically, and, like, Death Metal, and, like, you know, whatever. I'll be getting yeah, yeah. a lot. Of, I'll be getting a lot of the future state stuff, but that's a whole other thing. But for most of my DC <laughs> books, I like will also buy them digitally as well as physically, which is like stupid and way too much money. But I do it. And but so, it's your thing, man. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with and that. And so I'll like read those digitally too. So like single issues, like I pretty much only read digitally now, even though like I'll buy the single issues like physically too. And it's just yeah, because yeah. like 
it's so easy to read them on my tablet. Like my tablet is like slightly bigger than a normal comic size. So like it's the perfect size for it. And like the fact that I don't have to worry about like damaging the comic, like the single issue or like yeah. having like 10 of them in a stack, you know, I just have yeah. like my tablet and it's got all of the pages in there, you know, like that's it, that man. I just yeah, like swipe it. through is like so convenient. And so like I do that and then I have a lot of like volumes and stuff digitally too mainly for like to be able to take screenshots to like post or whatever and also still just like the ease of access like of having yeah them, like, oh, of course yeah but then I mean, at the that same entire library is just in one spot <laughs> yeah exactly it's so great but then at the same time like you can't see it but i have a ridiculous i mean you can see it but the people listening like can't see it I have a, like I, <laughs> yeah I, I have a ridiculous amount of trades like behind me oh and yeah i love reading like the physical trades it's so nice and i like just being able to flip through like all like six issues or however many issues of something and like no definitely just be able to read sure. one story like in one sitting and like just have that like it's so nice and i love like nothing will ever be the same as like reading it like physically and like being able to sit down with it and like hold it and like yeah no it's so great it's really cool to have like different like physical reading experiences too because i there's something to be said for like you know i have uh, a short box that just has like my currently unread stuff in it um, so I, there's something to be said for just like sitting down, opening the box, going through and reading issue by issue, you know, cause it's like, take it out of the bag and board, read it, bag and board it back up, do the next one, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But then, it, then, you know, there's also just like the, the ease and the, uh, yeah, just like the ease of accessibility of like just having one, one entire book in front of you and just being able to, to flip through it all at once, you know, and not having those, those breaks in between and being able to, to absorb the entire story. So, um, I don't know, there's different levels to just in, enjoying comics. And I think that, oh, that's no. so cool. There's, it just goes back to the fact that there's so many like different facets to comics. Oh it's yeah. Like, there's so many levels in just like reading comics. Right. Yeah. And like, that's such a small part of like the comic experience. There's just so many things in every aspect of it. But, yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucking awesome. It's great. I feel like I've been saying that a lot. I'm sorry if there are any, uh, <laughs> toddler listeners <laughs> <laughs> oh no it's fine i don't think any toddlers are tuning in um, all right cool it's past your bedtime anyway probably <laughs> if you're a toddler probably um, <laughs> well i mean i guess it depends on when you listen to this anyways yeah, um sure do you want to keep listening going? to this when we're when we're recording <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, oh you can only listen to this at the exact time that we recorded it so <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I got like 20 more minutes, so I'm, I'm cool if, if you are, whatever you want um, to do. I mean, we can talk. I had the one more thing that I wanted to like talk about if you want. Yeah, to, no, the, for sure. For sure. The uh, you're like desk setup and you're like studio and stuff. So how is. Oh, yeah. How's your desk? Um, how do you like have everything situated for like, you know, your workspace? It was so funny. So like I kind of want to preface this with like um, how I envisioned like working as a creative while i was still in school because i um i was taking this one course and my professor would just like always hammer into us like you know if you're going to be a designer full-time you know don't just be working at your laptop with a trackpad or whatever you know invest in an external monitor invest in uh, a nice like ergonomic keyboard mouse chair um, all of this stuff and like I was sitting in class like yeah right like I'm not gonna waste all of that money like that's gonna cost so much money it's not even fucking funny <laughs> that no, rhyme that's so how expensive. badly I was like I don't need this stuff <laughs> um got out of school and immediately was like I 
did i say this during this episode did i say all of this already i don't think so okay all right maybe i was talking about it previously like okay but i'm not crazy um but yeah and then i got out of school and i was just like uh wow i do need all of that stuff and it was harder because i didn't immediately i mean got my own place like pretty soon after getting out of school but like didn't have it immediately so it was hard like to try to like construct a a work environment for myself you know but yeah um, once i got my own space we uh we were looking for apartments and i was like like the apartment that we ended up up going with i was like this is the perfect office room so like over the time over time like i've just been able to like add pieces to it and stuff so like i have my um like desk that like you know i'm I'm filming on right now i have my laptop set up uh next to my monitor and then i have my uh like external keyboard and mouse and then i have my drafting table like like an l desk like i have my drafting table right here because i still you know something that i kind of got away from and then recently tried to go back to um not like not as much but like keep myself up on it is like traditional artwork yeah um so like it's nice just having it's not like an attached desk. I would like to get a bigger bigger desk at some point, but um, just having my drafting table like right here with all of my traditional like supplies, like, you know, inks, brushes, uh, markers, whatever. And um, basically just that stuff, like old sketchbooks and um, yeah, like other stuff that I need, uh, like adapters for my for my computers and stuff. But just like everything yeah. that I need immediately is, is right here. And it's like not too, it doesn't take up too much space in the room where I still have space for like all of my collectibles on the wall and then like all of my comics. And I was I was so stoked to like be able to put like a, like a mini enter- entertainment center behind here. And like I have uh, like storage stuff, but like also um, my Xbox 360 that I got like forever ago and just like, oh, that's you know, so sick. play like old games or whatever if I'm just like chilling in here. So it's like, you know, it, it it, like it, it's got the duality of my studio slash like cave <laughs> that's, that's really cool that you have that like in there yeah man it's like it's just it's just fun it's like nice because um i feel bad for like anybody who came to my my parents house and saw my bedroom because it was like my bedroom had to be my bedroom and also my office with all of my like nerd shit so it was just like i looked like i was 12 up until i moved out <laughs> yeah now i just but have now a dedicated it's like, room for like all my nerd shit <laughs> yeah so like now it's you know now it's like appropriate because like it's not you know it, everything like is where it should be and it like makes sense and it's yeah. not just like spilling out into the rest of my house um yeah but yeah man it's just like it's really nice because i feel like your work environment really can dictate how like how well you work you know depending on what you're doing and it's nice just like you know uh because i try to take breaks you know while i'm working on any given thing um sometimes i'm more successful than others but like it's nice to just be able to like take breaks and i have other stuff to do in here and i have stuff like like literally surrounding me reminding me why i do all of the stuff that i do which is just like it's so it's so cool man and like i just come in here every day and i'm just like so thankful that i that i am able to do what i do you know yeah oh it's so satisfying i love yeah like, for sure having a space like that yeah what like what what does that what does that do for you like i obviously you've tailored your space like very specifically and i feel like like i don't know i took some inspiration from you because obviously you like i've i had seen yours before um constructing my own and it's just like it's so cool to see how how like people's spaces differ and stuff so like i'm just like curious yeah so i mean for mine the it's interesting because i remember like you brought it up i remember like having it when my bedroom had a double as like my like quote-unquote office and like workspace and stuff yeah yeah. i've had like a computer and two and two monitors for like since before i even like moved out of like home you know like yeah 
And so it's funny because, you know, originally I didn't have like very many comic books or whatever. And I had like a smaller computer and like two monitors. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like to this point, I have like I have a computer and my computer admittedly is like kind of a beast. It's a very big computer and it's very it's very nice. It does all of my stuff needed to do. Which is Hell great. yeah, dude. Yeah, so, absolutely. Like, I had whenever I got this apartment and whenever I was like looking at apartments, which I've been in this apartment for almost three years now, which is crazy. Um that's nuts man yeah it's absolutely nutty i was looking i wanted to have an apartment that had an extra room that didn't necessarily have to be like a full-size bedroom but another room that i could have as like an office space like a study or whatever and so the apartment that i'm in does have that it's literally labeled as a study on the floor plan and it's just (laughs) sweet and it's like an extra room it's not as big as my bedroom is but it's you know i I like decent size and so i have um and i have an alex drawer thing from ikea that i have my computer on and then beside that i have this desk that i got from ikea um a long time ago that's just a normal like flat like desk yeah and then i've got a little uh like shelf thing that they it's like a wall shelf that they sell but i put these little like short little legs on it and i have my two monitors like sitting on that on top of the yeah yeah and so it makes it to where like there's space underneath the monitors that i can put stuff um, dude we have like the same thing <laughs> really <laughs> yeah it's yeah it, like i i like i like it but i'm i want to change it now because like i like what it does but i want my monitors to be like well one i want a really i want an ultra wide monitor that's what i want okay. i have two i have two 27 inch monitors right now which i've had for year, years at this point and like i wish that i could mount them but the way that my desk is a like a mounting like clasp or whatever like won't fit at the back so oh, I, can't, okay, like, I, see. I can't mount the monitors and so like they're on that like riser thing which is like nice i like that it like i like can push my keyboard up underneath it sometimes if i like need more like desk space you know like right in front yeah, of me yeah yeah so like i'll do that and then i have a big ass mouse pad my mouse pad is like huge it dude i goes, need i need a mouse pad <laughs> you don't have a mouse pad no. dude so like i didn't get one with the mouse because it like i was using the trackpad for well actually i had like this um uh like drawing tablet that i used basically like as a mouse like and also like to draw with like uh uh, with my laptop like that was my previous setup it was just my laptop and that that tablet so i didn't really need a mouse for like the longest time and um yeah this one didn't come with one so i have just been using like an old sketchbook (laughs) i mean hey whatever gets the job done you know yeah man i've been meaning to get one but uh it's it's doing the job for right now um yeah, but it's it's interesting. So like, I have the mouse pad, and I have my like keyboard and my mouse. I have like they're both Corsair, like keyboard and mouse. My mouse has like twelve buttons on like the left side of it. Oh, okay. Really dope that I can like program that's, the different stuff, you know. Dude, that's sick. Yeah. And then I have my microphone like mounted on my desk, you know, in front of me, and my audio like interface. And then so like, but it's interesting because I like I have had this my desk set up like this for a while now, but I now i'm really wanting to like change i want to get another alex drawer and then i want to like build uh because i work at a wood shop i want to build a like the actual desktop itself hell yeah dude to like sit on top of both of those and then i want yeah. to get like an ultra wide monitor and have it mounted and like oh, get so new speakers yeah. and like damn you're making get... me want to change stuff up man <laughs> and, like, and, and i want to get there's i saw this like camera mount that you can get that's like a desk mount but it's for a like dslr camera which like i have one and so yeah. I want to like get my DSLR to where it can be mounted on my desk so I can use that for recording videos. And then 
I also I have a laptop that is what I do most of my writing on now because sometimes I'll write like in my living room um, yeah and so I have that like plugged in and charging on my desk but I want to get there's a separate like monitor arm that you can get like a laptop tray extension oh so wanna, yeah 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 I want to like put my laptop on the arm so I can like move it around too and like use it so I have yeah, so man. many oh, ideas for like yeah how no I that's great. It. It's so fun, like it's so it's so fun, like the the different ways that you can like set up your stuff. Like I I don't do um too much like audio heavy stuff right now, so I I just like you know, um assemble and disassemble my my mic and um audio interface like as needed. But oh, it would be funny, cool yeah. like to, in the in the long run to like be able to have all of this stuff just like out simultaneously. But yeah, like I'm working all of my stuff off of my laptop right now. I have um <laughs> I'm just like I'm I'm into the Apple Pit, so like just like everything <laughs> but um i have like a 2016 um macbook pro that i have hooked up to like the newest i don't think i don't think the newer model has come out yet but like the newest or like like almost newest um lg lg ultrafine like 4k 24 inch display which is just like i love it for like just being able to work on all of my my like photoshop and illustrator stuff because it's like the the quality is just like so crisp um yeah and it's nice having like uh being able to have my laptop and that monitor like on the riser um like i was saying like i also have that oh, was just yeah, like yeah. that's just like built into my desk and it's like i can't i don't like push my key up keyboard up underneath it but um just like having like storage and stuff like other like desk like fucking knickknacks or whatever yeah that I need, oh like, did always have knickknacks like on yeah the desk, i swear but um dude yeah but like for uh for the longest time i didn't have an extra keyboard so like i was just using my laptop on like the lower tier of my desk and then having yeah. the other the monitor up here but like that just was kind of doing a number on my hands and like just like looking down and then looking up constantly I, I just like being able to like look straight while typing down here yeah so i was looking for ergonomic keyboard and i found this logitech one that's like the keyboard itself is like kind of split down the middle and the it like curves down like an out like so uh your hands are in like just like kind of two different like spots and the space bar is split in half so you can use it from either side that's really but it's cool. just like it's like more natural because like it's like it's um higher in the back so your wrists like shift downward yeah and i like i said previously did not know the importance of like all of this ergonomic stuff because like it's easy to like get tensed up or like you know like just get like back pain or like like wrist pain uh, or whatever um that's especially like, working like for like so many hours a day like at your computer you know like you gotta you gotta take care of yourself man so it's just cool seeing like how much different stuff is out there for that yeah that's one thing my like chair is definitely something that like i mean my chair is okay but like after long enough it like so i mean like my back kind of hurts like right now granted i was at my like i've been in my op like, chair for like <laughs> long before we started like recording this but like yeah 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 no it, it sucks because like there's this one there's a chair that i know that I, like i want that's supposed to be like absolutely incredible for like comforting your back and like support and like all this stuff yeah but it's like five hundred dollars i'm like, ugh. Just, like <sighs> yeah i know I mean, it's like so worth it because like that's yeah. such a like good investment you oh know? for sure man but, like, for sure also five hundred dollars <laughs> which that quality stuff is is some bread <laughs> yeah but no it's but interesting. Yeah, no, definitely worth it in the in, in the long run and then i mean besides my desk the rest of my room is pretty um set at this point like my walls are i mean you've seen them and i assume it, most of the people if they're still listening at this point have probably seen me post on twitter <laughs> my like walls before but yeah oh yeah 
yeah, my walls are just completely covered in all the different prints and like commissions and stuff that I have. And then my yeah, like, the multitude of artists that are represented on your wall, <laughs> on your walls is just like, it's so cool because it's such a, it's such a diverse collection. Yeah. It's really cool. I love it. I literally, especially the last like week I've been, um, just sitting in here a lot and just like going around and like looking at all the different like art that I have, like throughout the room and just appreciating it and really that appreciating and then, it yeah yeah and then also my like collectibles because i have a bookshelf behind me that has all of my trades and all my statues and my funko pops and stuff that i yeah man have and so oh it's it's just so satisfying like you were saying it's just so nice like being able to like chill in this like space and like have it and like it's just i'm just like yeah i feel like good yeah because <laughs> like, it's, it's just, just like nice. literally like surrounded by like everything that i love <laughs> yeah no yeah exactly that's just what it is it's so great yeah, man it's a good time yeah i'm a fan yeah i got i guess <laughs> that's like pretty much it for like the topics that i have for now do you have anything more that you wanted to like hit on right now no man this was a blast i feel like we just like t- talked through a bunch of stuff it's fu- like this whole time i've just been thinking about the nature of like what comics and coffee was and i feel like this was just like that but just like kind of like expanded more like just like really like yeah dude and and it was really cool like who are you i'm you but stronger (laughs) (laughs) no really like that's that's what it feels like this is a lot of fun man yeah um if you want you can do you can shout out your social media or whatever thing because i'll probably record a separate um outro thing so where can people like find you or follow you or what have you you know yeah so i'm on twitter at webhead ev and uh you can if you want to see more of my art because i don't post too much of my art i'm trying to get better at that um but i don't post too much of it on twitter so if you want to see more of that uh my instagram is at evan mcguire art and those are my two uh my two main platforms so check it out or don't but it'd be cool if you did <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely check it out uh yeah thank you like i said i'll probably do a separate ending thingamajig for yeah other social like plugs if i think of it but thank you so much for like joining me and sitting down and talking for yeah dude this has been a blast yeah i I hope we get to do it again and uh yeah because this definitely made me miss like recording before so i hope we uh get to do some more of this yeah no i would definitely like to i think there's a lot of things that you know we can talk about always about oh definitely varying things so yeah for sure very fun i'm i'm excited to see how this like fully turns out finished i think it'll be really cool and very um exciting to listen to so yeah i'm excited to see like um because you said you're gonna put more like a little pay more more attention to like sitting down and editing them and like like pushing out something that's a little bit more refined so i'm curious to see like what this turns into i think that'll be cool yeah yeah i'm excited it's gonna be a lot because i know it's gonna be like long and but i'm excited i'm oddly excited for that editing process so it'll be yeah man uh, for sure All right, so funnily enough, that ended with past Alex talking about looking forward to the editing process, and I'm now post-editing, and yeah, I mean, it was pretty fun. It took me a few days to edit it, which I was expecting, but it was a good time. Uh, If you're here now at the very end, thank you so much for listening to that entire episode. I know, as I said at the beginning, it was a lot longer than normal, and it was definitely edited differently than how I normally did it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked that format. It's something that I was looking forward to doing, and I'm definitely going to be doing more of. I think it's a cool style. I think the end result is really nice, and if I'm not going to be putting out uh, a huge quantity of episodes, I 
would very much like to focus on the quality of them and do more things like this. So again, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening all the way. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please feel free to rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen and also give a share on whatever social media platform you prefer. That is very much appreciated. And yeah, again, thank you so much for listening and tune into the next one. Later.